When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it and deliver. Robotbuildingsupplies.com.au The Run Home with Andy and Josh. No, it's not Josh. No, no, no. His days are done for 2022. So whoever's in charge of the sweepers and little intro bits and pieces, get Jenkins out of the picture because it's going to be Gazy Monday to Friday. Having said that, except for this Friday because Gay's out, he doesn't like little flights and he doesn't like the Murray. Uh, Brereton in uh, as we Howdy. come to you from Kumiella Golf Club up here on the Mighty Murray. <laughs> Been here a few hours. That's how you say it, isn't Kumiella. it? Kumiella. It's actually a good-looking yeah. golf course. Magnificent. Mm. It's one of those mm. beautiful Murray, and most Victorians have been up in this neck of the woods and played the great Murray courses. I've never been to Kumiella before, but this, put it on your Murray River rotor. This is a course that you've got to play. It yeah. is magnificent. No, it looks a lovely piece of real estate, Thank Andrew. You. Nice You're one of these it. places. I'm sitting next to you. And when you make the statement, you put your hand on my shoulder as if to say, hey, listen to me. I, I can hear you. No, I thought you were about to Why say something. Why do you do that? No, I just thought you were about to say something. You're very tactile, aren't well, you? Well, I know you're worried about a man touching you. You get a bit well, sorry, twitchy. I've grown up. I'm, I'm a more evolved human being than you. you. You're actually having a go at the way I feel. No, you're having a go at me for touching you as if <laughs> well, it was some sort of get your hands to yourself. You've not heard thing. of personal space. <laughs> <laughs> And I have no issues. Coming from a bloke who, well, who I'm no... looking at who never liked to get oh, touched on a footy ground. Oh, I did well. Did I ever tell you about the night of my 21st? <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you we're playing old Brighton in yeah. B grade? That's we're actually a good story. We're playing at Brighton, and it's the night of my 21st, so there's 150 people in the marquee in the backyard. And I was terrified at the best of times. But this night, I did not want to get hurt. I didn't want to go near anyone. Before your 21st. I want to get a black eye or lose a tooth or anything. So I stayed a 1,000 miles away from every kick of my teammates that went off the side of the boot found me. I kicked, <laughs> I've kicked five, B-O-G. There's and, a lesson in this. And then wandered into the 21st, uh, king of the king yeah. of the hill. So we're at Kumiala. Now, there's a magnificent golf day going on here. There's a cast of thousands. This is the best photo of all time that we've got going here. Uh, there's a cast of thousands here raising money for the Majura-based public He's hospital. He's so politically correct. Foundation. There's four beautiful-looking young ladies well, who stood behind us for a photo. I'm a professional. And you're just saying, oh, it's a great job here, but I'm not going to let anyone know there's good-looking girls standing I'm a, I'm around a, I'm us. I'm a total professional, and uh, and I keep yeah. my eyes on the on the screen and the whole, whole hey, box and dice. When you when you made mention of your 21st game, yes. uh, there's a, keep your width. <laughs> so keep your width. That's what they say in the, the modern game. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. Oh, he holds his width oh, very well. Well, really oh, you mean he's a sheep dog? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He just skirts the pack. Yeah, sorry. Look no. At, no. Look, oh, you jumped to attention. No. What about? Because you mentioned the word sheepdog, and I've got another story about that. Well, well, I was going to ask you, in every sport, there is a weird 
and wonderful combatant nature that comes up once every so often. And we'll be talking a little bit about the cricket. We'll be talking about you know the T20 Islanders playing I the wanna, West Indies I at the talk moment. To you about 42 what about yeah? But in some sports, there are people who just love facing short pitch bowling. Who's that? Loved who? Being, who? Well, do you reckon Alan Border wasn't comfortable? He didn't like it. He just did it because no one else in his team did. He reveled no, in it. No, he, no, You don't reckon no. those blokes? Glenn Archer, he just loved well, he contact yeah, no, in that's football. Yeah, yeah. There are some blokes who just love when it gets willing and they come, they rise to the top. They come to the fore. Not quite right. They're not quite right. Oh, they're not quite right. Oh, not quite no, right. No, not yeah. quite right. Well, I can agree with that, but it doesn't mean they don't exist. So the night at we're again, I'm talking to a bloke who's won five premierships in the daytime and five insignificant ones at night time. Uh, <laughs> but I'm talking about my footy career. Yeah, we're playing. Oh, why wouldn't we talk about AFL? Let's, let's talk about the hackers running around D last. So where did you no, come Marcelin. from? Nineteen eighty two. Nineteen eighty two. We're playing the Herald. good bunch of friendly boys. <laughs> Pete Curran, one of your blokes. Yeah, good bunch Brett of friendly Manning, boys. Two of your teammates in the yeah. eighty nine premiership. Yeah, we couldn't wait to get my hands on him in the inter-club practice matches. Pete Curran could bowl a cricket ball. He could, actually. Yeah, I faced good, him in, in, in schoolboys cricket. Me, he knocked me out in a schoolboys game. He wasn't all that sharp. Well, he's sharp, sharp enough for me. You know who they reckon was the sharpest? Hodgie. Luke Hodge. I have heard stories about they him. They say he okay. was seriously right. quick. Here's a question. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 367 right? If you played schoolboys, suburban... Whatever footy, uh, cricket, cricket. Anything to keep Andy away from his story about him. No, 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 no. Well, that's true. <laughs> if you played like any sort of um, level, any level of kind yeah. of junior cricket against a bloke who went on to play footy, but he was a real, he was slippery. He was quick. Well, John O'Brown. So we've seen John O'Brown on TV. Yeah, I want to know who it is. One three hundred. Give us a call. Tell us who the quick. They ones. say that John O was was quite, and he would have got good lift. He's coming off a fair high. Yep. But they reckon Hodgie was sharper. I heard that. I heard yeah. that Hodgie was a good cricketer. Yeah, I faced PC Peter Curran, Gilligan, Mick McCarthy. He uh, well, made long a state. Leavers. He would have been yeah. Clint McGrath type. He, yeah, he played. He opened ball for Melbourne. He in did the play ones. a lot of dis- yeah. uh, district cricket. I remember we had a. a, um, a a game against Hawthorne East Melbourne, the footballers v cricketers, so all the yeah. footballing cricketers. Liberty, Liberty Law. Yeah, Libby. He he set it all up, actually. Bomber Hendry, he was a left armour. I heard he was a good cricketer I remember too, yes. at, at the Glenferry Oval, he paced out his run-up and he didn't have a marker to put down on the ground, so he put down his half-drunk can. <laughs> <laughs> and he's well, that's at the a top sort of, of his mark. Yeah. <laughs> Bowled with some good steam. Well, that's exactly what those sorts of games of cricket should be all about. <laughs> and anyway, then getting back to knock people's blocks off. Getting back to me. Your story, yeah. 1982 Herald Shield. We're out at Waverley. So I was one to of those, go there. You've was, told me this, but go on. It was one of those games that were played. Uh, that were, the replay was on Saturday morning. And Stephen Phillips called the game, uh, RIP, alongside Bobby Skilton in good special bloke. comments. Good bloke. And Stephen Phillips, one of my teammates, Brendan Bentley, has sort of been given a free kick for a high tackle. And he's got a pretty groggy. So I've swung around the back and said, yob, 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 you know, just to take the kick and get the game moving. So again. you were looking to scunge us down. Yeah, yeah, and Phillips has gone. And I've, sl- I've kicked it about 45 on the 40. It's called your sheepdog. I've kicked it about, no, no, I've kicked it 45 on the 45 to Riz at Senar Ford who's taken the mark. <laughs> and Phillips has gone. Ma takes a handball from Bentley, kicks him. Well, beautiful kick to Risotto. Risotto marks 30 out the ring. Risotto. Fabian Risotto. Takes a mark uh, directly in front of goal and will go back for the shot. And they showed the replay. And it was the only good thing I did in any of those games of footy out at Waverley. Was that kick? Yeah. And and uh, Bobby Skilton's gone, 
Don't like that from uh, don't like that sheepdog tactics. <laughs> he did nothing to deserve that kick. He just ran around. He's His teammate you. Brendan Bentley was the one that did all the hard work. I don't like that from Ari. If there's kids out there watching, I don't use that as an example of how to play the game. My one and only moment and skilled the triple Brownlow medalist just carved me in pieces. And yet you still did it for the rest of your career. Well, no, I didn't run past the handballs. I was trying to get on the end of it. Well, that's the same thing, isn't it? No. The... Running past for a handball no, as opposed to Like get... Jason Dunsford was lead out, take the mark, go back, kick the goal. Well, you were willing to lead out, stand in front and get the back of your head punched by full back. That happened a lot. That happened a lot to me. As if. It, a lot. Five times I was knocked out in 1983. Well, we one can't year. help Con... it if your kid candles one puff Con... and you're gone. No, 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 that's not true. Con Gorizides, very slippery. Yes. Nathan Loney at Dermot's Club of yeah, Heatherhill, very sharp as yeah, a junior. Yeah. Uh, Lockie Whitfield would have played at least state cricket, was slippery uh, and a gun. Mark Bays was seriously sharp. Right. Jude Bolton, a tidy little leg spinner. It's all coming through off the temper text. Rodney Eade, I think, was a leg spinner. And uh, um, Alistair uh, uh, Lynch. Very good career. Still, pl- I think he plays for Australia in the over fifties. Alistair Lynch. Yeah, yeah, he was a, he was a sharp bowler and a good bat. Yeah, I think I think he st- he has represented played for Australia in the over fifties. I think so. No, we would have heard about that. No, well, he's definitely played for Queensland. I think he has. If somebody knows Sorry, that, let us know. Okay, so yeah. we'll get yeah. on to the competitive instincts never dying. Uh, Rob Harvey played district cricket for Fitzroy Left Arm. Of course, arm he did. Yeah. Says Krazer. Kraz is back in town. We did a little, remember Kraz from the old days in yeah. SEN at 30,000 plus? I remember him and, and Mario Krazer. from the, uh, do you remember Mario? Yeah, from, from Doncaster. The Doncaster, yeah. yeah. He still rings every now and again. Does he? he Kraz, God love please you. Please call in today, Mars. Kraz, something happened yesterday, seeing you back on our um, temper text. And seeing your name bob up today just makes me feel like the world's about to transition into a better place. We've been through Krazer. some tough times. The fact that Kraz is back on the text machine, that's good. Is he... Does his wife or his mum pay his phone bill? He sends a lot of texts. Krasner works for a living, and he spends his money. Well, the on. only people who run up thirty thousand texts. No, he's probably got free, uh, you know, whatever they're called, free texts, unlimited text machine. It's like talking to your little brother. So you're talking about we're here at Coomey Golf Club. We're going to be speaking to a few of the locals around here and put this day on, and they're raising money. Um, for the Mildura-based public hospital, which is, you know, incredible. And they're trying to do some great work for people in this part of the Mallee and um, particularly from cancer research and cancer treatment. Are we Mallee here? Is Mallee in it? Southern Mallee? Southern Mallee? Northern Mallee. We're in the Northern Mallee. There you go. What's Sunraysia? Isn't that around here somewhere? That's in the (laughs) Sunraysia. I've got that wrong too. <laughs> People are giving me dirty, no, dirty looks now. That's the local footy uh, league, isn't it? The Sunraysia Netball and Footy League, the SNF and SNF and NFL. That's the one, isn't it? Get it out. Well, you say quickly, go on. SNFL. Oh, nicely done. That's good for you. So I had to read it like Forrest Gump. So he's talking about Alistair Lynch playing over 50s cricket because he's not very competitive, uh, Lynchy. This could be. We, we were asked to go on the the seventh tee or whatever it is over here and hit some balls for a group that came past. Hit one drive each. Yeah. And yours, you, you hit yours better than I hit mine. You puffed yours wait down on, there about 200. See, even now, about 220. 
You well, drop kicked it. Yeah, it still went about 220. Good club. Wasn't Straight it? down the middle. You've hooked yours. <laughs> Didn't you hook it? You've hit yours. Ran into out the, of fairway. Into the, the fairway r- dog legs to the right. I hit it dead straight. Yeah, he hooked and it. And it went about 260. You hooked it left. Into Didn't the, hook it. You hooked it left. Or you hit it with a draw. It, it started Bob straight. It started middle and drew, drew, to the, drew into the river red gums. <laughs> And then, well, so there's eight of us sitting around the center around the tee, and you're going, I'll take mine any day. I would. You're an idiot. Just it, No one else would, hey, only you. So have a look at the trees out here. Yeah, the river 15 foot is where your first bit of foliage starts. <laughs> there's a canopy. You can punch. I've got about a 70-meter chip to the green. Just punch one out under the canopy onto the green, whereas you've got to hit about 140. Yeah, but that was... And you aren't good enough to do that. <laughs> That's my preferred yardage. Uh, Jed Adcock uh, hit me on the lid first ball in a game and went for six leg buys up at Maryborough. Greg Bent- now, Greg Bentley, who is uh, part of Bentley Fisher Constructions down on the Mornington Peninsula. Right, okay, Magnificent yeah, builders, yeah. if you need any work done down there. <laughs> they played- operate around Flinders area. They right do. Yeah, yeah, all yeah I've seen some so of their signs. Fish, yeah. Fish played 99 games for the Blue Baggers. Greg Bentley played about 25. Played at Port and Carlton and was a lightning left armour. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think Billy... Terry, Terry, uh, did I mention Terry Keith? Jordan Clark from Frio took a hat-trick for the Australian under-17 team. Wow. So he can seriously play play for Australia. Oh, well, I reckon um, he could have played for Australia. Yeah. I guess he's on the line. guess he's on the line. Oh. <laughs> you, see, this please. is the power that you have. Please. You mentioned the name. Oh. Mario, and the, and the now from the come. last time I spoke to Mario when I was doing the run home, oh, is that Richmond, Richmond were a basket case. No, were. I haven't no, heard did. from Mario yeah. since yeah. Richmond have been right. good. I'm going to predict one thing. He'll well, have a crack at St Kilda. Right? That's what I'm predicting right <laughs> or now. Or North. <laughs> Mario, welcome. How are you guys? Up the Republic, Jimmy. How are you going, brother? <laughs> Up the Republic. The, uh, servo. <laughs> Nice guys, I had a big package arrive. I had a big package arrive today from Aussie Disposals. It's a big tent. It's a red, white, and black tent. It's a big, big. It's a big top tent. I've set it up in the in the, in the petrol station. I'm going to invite St Kilda to hand back their license to Tasmania. I want them to come to my new big top and have the St Kilda Circus at the petrol station. That Andrew Barnacle guy, whatever his name is, he could be the headmaster. I've got him in the red jumpers and have the flaming death. And what do you think, guys? <laughs> well, it's not no. what? flag of death. <laughs> it's not flaming no. death. The oh, flaming death. <laughs> flaming death. Are you, circus. They are, are the surprised? Thank you, rather. Thank you, rather. Joe Dirt of the sur- AFL, and all they are good for is a circus. The Joe Dirt <laughs> of the AFL. You don't want to be called that, do you? Are you surprised that they haven't actually appointed Ross yet? Because they've done everything else but. Look, I'm really looking forward to Ross no, Lang having four guys behind them. Keep going, man. Sorry. <laughs> We're probably oh, We've got some wine issues. <laughs> <laughs> we've got some phone He hasn't issues. been on for 10 years. That was good. And he's launched straight into no, the No, no, he's been coming on recently. Has he? I think he's been delighting in the fact that uh, a couple of clubs have made a few mis- a few missteps in recent times, and no one can no one on SEN can seize on a misstep better than Mario and Doncaster. He's very good. So, so you haven't I haven't heard you talk footy. Thanks, Mars. We got a lot of stuff to get through today. Peter Hanscom yep. after his two hundred and eighty yesterday is going to join us. Dave Taggart's going to give us his tips for tonight and tomorrow at the Valley. Ned Brockman's going to join us. Um, we had um, 
who was the guru we had on earlier the week? The bloke who ran fourth in the um, fourth in the uh, Maxi Newman. Maxi Newman came on the bloke. Rebecca ran fourth in Kona in the Hawaiian Ironman. You reckon that's extreme and that ridiculous? Sam's boy. No, no. Different Max. Different spelling. That Max completely. is a little bit too big to Com- run in. Completely yeah. different spelling. Yeah, right, but this okay. bloke ran 100 Ks in 100 days. Yeah. And he finished last week. Raised over $1.82 million. Phenomenal effort. If you'd have said, if somebody had said to you, a bloke's going to run 100 Ks in 100 days and traverse Australia from west to east, would you have said possible? It, it, normally you just say no. People can't Not do possible, it. Not possible, But... but you get these superhuman freaks who just lock in, lock on, and that's their, their that's their objective, and they will not be swayed. I mean, the, the mind strength to do that is incredible, but they lock on, and there's just no shaking them. They so, will not be defeated. Running an Instagram live event to raise a further million dollars for the homeless charity Mobilise, which is what he did it for in the first place. We're going to pump the living bejesus out of that throughout the afternoon because as we are with the good folk here down at the Mildura Public Base, Public I, Hospital Foundation Golf Day. We had a chat off there. Mouthful, I, we'll, we'll have a chat to him. I, I mentioned before, it was it was novel. I think it's a wonderful initiative, which we do now too, I might add. When they had the welcome to country and he's just run 3,800 oh, yes. k's yes. and, then, and then the local lads welcome him to country. He's taken two steps over the line and they've lit up gum leaves in front of his face <laughs> and I would have thought the last thing I want to do is smell burning eucalypt. I want to be able to breathe some fresh air please. <laughs> you know I blame the line for our issues with Mario. Yeah. A temper text has come through. Uh, there's no issues with the line. You Andy don't have radio craft is coming through off the from one caller. You reckon after 25 years in you the Cape get, I might have been able right to pick something it? up? No. 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 Let's if you get... think your footy career went well by the end, <laughs> right. yeah, you're not a learner. You're not a quick learner, eh? No. Let's get to the break, shall we? We are here at Kumiella Golf Club. It's a fantastic day Stop raising, uh, well, they're generating a magnificent community of supporters up here, uh, primarily uh, through the Foundation for Cancer Research for local people in the area. We'll have a chat about that with those who are doing it. A bit later on, the lines are open, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Keep the 40 Winks temper text coming through. We're here for Robot. What are you giggling about in the background? I just look at it, Mario. (laughs) We're here for Robot Building Supplies. They've got it. And Brick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. No, no, it's with Dermot. You're ready for a new little, what do you call them, stinger now? Going up country. You've had that a while. We have had that for a while. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a little tired, though. (laughs) Well, if you've got any recommendations, we'll just, just pass them on. You know, first like, day on, gee, wow, we'll give me a bit of a hurry up. Just not to be able to sort of whack away and criticise. Well, okay, well, if you had a little bit of music, a chance to put a little bit of music on as a stinger, what would you oh, to, throw to? Well, I don't know. You're throwing well, it at me. No, um, well, just a, yeah. Somebody, yes, for your music, somebody mentioned yesterday... Because somehow we did it, because Hutto's leaving, we did a little kind of impromptu reminiscence. I don't know, found this. Where's, where's he going? Sorry to interrupt. AW, you. I think. And uh, they were talking about the... They must be offering him some serious kanga. <laughs> the early days. Get him to move. The early days of SEN. And a bloke rang up I and said... I want 250,000, honey. I have. I have. <laughs> a, bloke, a bloke rang up and said... Um, well, his favourite segment was Dusty Old Records. Oh, that was great, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you remember that we, yeah. got, we got blokes ringing up to sing uh, Loving You by Minnie Rippin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the screaming bit. Uh, 
Hey, there's yeah. a bit going on in the world of footy since yep. a grand final. So we haven't heard from you yet. So I want to do mm-hmm. a bit of a stock take with you um, throughout the show. We've got a heap of stuff that we've got to get to on the way to 6 o'clock. But of the key stuff that's taken place since uh, the footy season. Fin- and, and on that note, by the way, if there's any footy that's been rolling around the last kind of five weeks that you want to talk to Derm about, feel free to do it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'll start with the with the most recent. Give us your take on the way St Kilda is handling uh, what it's handling at the moment. So the first thing you look at is you say people will automatically look at the human element of it. And every man and his dog knows that Brett Ratton is an A-grade footballing citizen. Mm-hmm. And I total concurrence with that. What I would say is, if you ask me, held a gun to my head and say, give me the absolute truth of what you see. And look, I've only seen him bits and parts. And you don't know unless you're right yep. in there. So that's a so, given, right? Yep. Yep. I think Brett Ratton is an 11 out of 10 assistant coach. I think he sees the game beautifully. He analyses it. He dissects it. I think he's fantastic. I think his ability to, um, when given that role, to produce footballers and in their own area, I think he is just about the top of the tree in the assistant coach stakes. Probably is the top of the tree. Does that translate into a senior coach? Senior coaches, we were talking before about those weird blokes who love facing short pitch yeah, bowling. Yep, yep. Senior coaches don't have to be the most analytical minds in the world. Helps if they are. They have to be leaders. They have to have an edge. They have to have a charismatic value to them. They have to be unchallengeable in their demeanour yep. and the players have to believe that. I don't know if Rats is that type of person. Mm. And so if St Kilda say, we want the absolute and 100% best person to fill all these yep, areas, yep, yep. that's probably not Brett Ratton. He's, a, he's going to be a competent league coach, brilliant assistant coach. So if you make up your mind, are we going to live with that? Are we going to be happy with that? Or do we un- or try and uncover the absolute best coach who we believe will give us the best chance yep. of taking us to a premiership? And as I say, on the human element, I-, I rankled with it when I heard it. And I thought, oh, this is horrible. Why are they doing this? As it's- the dust settles on it, I think St Kilda are having a go at being ruthless here. And it's not too often in their history... Sure, it's cost them a couple of years' yep. wage. Yeah. Well, it's not, no, no, it's not really because it's isn't the, it? Okay. No, the well, the way it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, but it's one of the few times in their history they've become ruthless, and maybe it could be a new dawn for a ruthless aspect mm. for the St Kilda Footy Club to move forward. When into. you when, when you were that's a, that's a, that's an interesting observation, and I reckon a relatively fair one for what it's worth. When, when you're on the board at Hawthorne, did you ever extend a contract mid? season did you or did you always wait uh, until pl- coaches? We, we we fought against the media and I used to my comments to the board when we were talking about this some board members would some wouldn't but there was always that well if we if we extend now we take away the 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 dialogue from the media about oh they have unsigned him and that yep. and I said well don't run our club in accordance with the media. Yep. We run it our way. So there, I think we did 
did do it some somewhere along the line. Yep. I can't remember, yeah, and sure, I don't. Sure, sure. And I, I kind of want to believe we didn't, but I think we might have. Mm. Um, would you advocate against it generally, as a general principle? Would you advocate against it? The landscape's changed. And it used to be you'd, you'd re-sign a coach during his final season. Mm. And about a dozen or so years ago, it became, oh, they've only got next year to re-sign that coach. I don't see a lot of clubs queuing up at the front door to pinch coaches. So that's the thing, right? Unless you've got a coach who is the hottest property and has got clubs lining up to to secure his, their services, well, why rush? Because that's the problem, right? St Kilda have created the the real problem is not changing coach; it's changing the coach ninety eight days after they gave the the previous incumbent uh, a two year contract mm. extension. That just yeah. makes them look stupid. It's it's not terribly flattering to no, them, is it? No. Um, so, a, but it got to a stage where I believe they thought, "What is our? Is this the best chance we can have?" Mm. And and I think they've based it all on that. So they're all chips in to be the best club that they can, which you probably should be at every given moment yeah, of your of existence. Let's get to the news. I'm going to ask you about Ross Lyon on the other side of the break. It's, it seems a matter of time and a fait accompli until he does get appointed. There seems to there must be some slight um, uh, fly in the ointment there. I thought otherwise it might have already happened by now. But we'll get to that. Your thoughts on him. Ned Brockman's going to join in the next half hour as well. It's the tradies out for Ace Guard as Australia may build to last. We are at Kumiala Golf Club for the Mildura Base Hospital, Public Hospital Foundation Golf Day. Welcome back to the show. Great to have your company. A lot of people off the 40 Wings Temper Text uh, appreciating your take on, you know, the, the move that was made on Brett Ratton. Ross Lyon, it, it, it's going to happen. It'll be, an, it'll be one of the biggest shocks. Surprise it hasn't. They haven't done it yet. Well, it'll be one of the... I don't think they're interviewing too many others. Well, have you heard of any, anyone no. else? No. Yeah. Is he... Is it, should it be that bigger fate accomplish? Is he the only option at St Kilda? I mean, clearly he's the only option that they've considered. Well, it looks like St Kilda believe he is the absolute best fit yep. option. And do you agree? Probably, yeah. yeah. That club, it's a, Every club's unique. But St Kilda are unique in a unique world. Mm. Um, having, and we were chatting before, and I don't always want to enter Alan Jeans into any conversation, <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. He would tell me about St Kilda, and he told me the uniqueness of the place. He loved the place, but he he had a few criticisms of it. And to understand and make St Kilda better, it's one of those places where you need to be a St Kilda person because a St Kilda person understands the vagaries of the place Mm. and what they've done and what they've not done and put up with over the years. Some people would think that's absolute bunkum. I agree. agree, Some would. Some Some would think that's bunkum. Yeah. Uh, and I would look at uh, other clubs and that I've been involved in and say, well, you can, as long as somebody's capable of the job, bring them in. They'll mm. get it done. Mm. St Kilda's unique. Uh, they they really are a unique mm. set of supporters. Um, every supporter's loyal. They have a loyal fan base. There's something quirky and different about the Saints. And I, I do believe you need to understand the nature of what St Kilda is if you want to go in there and make them a whole lot better, and Ross does. Are you? Are, do you know what they are? Can you tell... Do you have a... They're, they're, they're indescribable and <laughs> <laughs> intangibles. <laughs> if, uh, from 
from the culture that, that had the Saint the Saints discotheque. Well, you're a good mate. To the you're, animal enclosure. You're good and, mates of Tom. Tomo's a good mate of yours. You played golf mm, with him. Played with Tomo, Trevor Barker. Is, yeah. Tomo's a St Kilda man, isn't he? Oh, is it, through and through. Okay, so what is it? A is there a shared characteristic through that? They're not identical people, obviously, but is there a thread that they share that is common to St Kilda people that you you, you can identify? You know what it is. You're talking about Tomo. Oh, all of them. Like if it's Tomo or Trevor Barker or Luke no, Beveridge. Tomo's, or... Tomo's cut from a different cloth. He mm. loves the club. Mm. He's cut from a different cloth. He's so circuit. He's able to view something. If somebody could be his worst enemy, and if he thought they were going to be the best thing for St Gilda, he'd hire them. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so he, he yeah. completely yeah. parks any issue of the past mm. if he thinks it's going to be best for his football club. Mm. And I'm not... But St Kilda people are like that. St Kilda people will still remember things that have happened to their club and hold on to it in an unhealthy fashion when they should be moving on to a newer era. So, so aspects like like that. I mean, everybody's got their history in football and they can remember opposition teams that have besmirched them. and But St Kilda hold it. It's like it, it. It's you know, they say if you hold on to things, it can be cancerous. Huh. It'll eventually, st- and you'll get cancer from holding so much angst. Well, you got to let it out. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like they do hold on to it, and it actually hurts them in the long run. So I think that's one for me from the outside looking in. I think that's one little well, thing. A lot of people don't like sticky carpeted pubs. But often, sticky carpeted pubs was the Get best thing of... about, about some of those pubs. Yeah, well, you hear the best music in those Not pubs. everyone's cup of tea, but it was a great thing about some of those pubs. I'm just thinking of the band room at the Pier Hotel. <laughs> we all remember. Was Grant, just really quickly, and I know he's a mate of yours, so it's a half volley outside of Stump, but is history underappreciated Grant Thomas as a senior coach? Oh, absolutely. It has, hasn't it? I'm not. I, Tomo would turn around to me and say, don't sh- Yeah, I know he would. Don't, don't. Don't defend me. Don't speak for me. But how can you make a, what was it, a, the top four <laughs> and get sacked? So, no, it was eight. So he's taken over from Blighty. Yeah. They finished 15th, 11th in his first yeah. two full years. Then third, third, eighth. And it was after finishing eighth. Eighth. So they, they made the finals. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. I knew, yeah, they finished third twice. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's a good record at St Kilda, isn't it? It's pretty good coaching. That's St Kilda. I mean, your mate went in after him, Scotty Waters, after Ross and... He didn't last long, and he found it tough. But yeah. you look, you look at you well, look they, at Tomo's record, and it's uh, it stacks up. That's some of that uniqueness I talk about, mm. St Kilda. There's there are factions in there within the, their own bloodlines mm. that pull them apart. Uh, it, it, Essendon's a similar one. I, I, I would say to the Essendon people, if we're talking about what's happened post season so far, uh, uh, yeah, I love it when Essendon trip up. It's fantastic, but. <laughs> The one thing I'd say to the Essendon people, I think now the worst is over. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yep. So look I, forward. I, Eyes forward, sadly, look forward. Sadly, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, mm. the worst is over. So Essendon, chin up, mm. move on, make the best of what you can now. And and I do believe in every ecosystem needs the apex predator. Essendon haven't been an apex predator for 20 years. All right. I want to ask you about them a bit later on. That's one of the other uh, stock take items we need to get through. Let us get to a break. It's 90 minutes to four at Kumiala Golf for the Majura Base Public Hospital Foundation Golf Day. We'll find out more about that 
uh, a little later. Ned Brockman, remarkable Australian hero, going to join us on the other side of the break. Uh, it's with Dermot. Uh, Australian heroes come in uh, a multitude of shapes and sizes, and they uh, get the um, they get the the gong, the hero gong for a whole lot of different reasons. Um, Ned Brockman is one of those. What he's done. In the last four or five weeks, I'm not sure how long it took you, Ned, from go to woe, but what you've done, mate, is truly remarkable. And uh, we're a sports radio station, celebrate the deeds of sports. 3,800 Ks. It's remarkable. Hey, Ned, congratulations, mate. It's, a, it's an incredible thing you've done. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Yeah, just, just shy of 4,000 Ks. So, um, yeah, glad to be home. How are you feeling? So, when did you actually finish, what, three days ago? Yeah, I finished Monday afternoon, um, started 1st September, so 46 and a half days, and yeah, back to Bondi. So 100 Ks every, 100 Ks, 100 Ks give or take every day? Yeah, I am. Um, every day I could, I'd run the 100. I, there was a few days I got uh, very injured, um, and other days I was just completely shot for, for energy, but uh, where I could, I did. I think I averaged about 86 K a day. So, Ned... Uh, that sort of average, eighty six k's a day. When you when you are actually running, at what pace are you running for? Uh, along at um, after the first three days, my my pace was pretty well around that five thirty to six minute pace. Um, Still pretty which, good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like 10, 10 to eleven k an hour, basically. Unbelievable. Now, am I? Explain this to me. I've read of uh, well, I like Australia. We followed you. What's the story about maggots? Are in your shoes or in the soles of your feet? What 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 is this story? How does that come about? And and is it true? Yeah, it is true. It's not the soles of the feet, but it was in the toes. So my um my toe, obviously your, your toenails fall off when you're ultra yeah. ultra running, you know, banging against the end of the shoe and on the tar. Um, but one, my big toenail fell off or kind of fell apart, but didn't fall off completely. And a fly flew in there around. Um, somewhere along the Nullarbor and oh laid some God. eggs. And, um, yeah, about four days later, I woke up with this ferocious pain in my toe. I was like, what is going on? thought it was a ingrown toenail, but turns out it was uh, five little maggots crawling around eating away. So, oh, And how did you geez. get them out? Did you have to go to hospital? Did a doctor come to you? No, 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 no. We, um, we got to K40 of my day 17, and I sprayed them with alcohol and, and got the earbud in there and scraped them out. So they got half tanked. <laughs> yeah, right. Ned, yeah, many... they, got, they got pretty fast before I got them out. <laughs> Give or take uh, to the nearest 10 or nearest 100, how many times did you say to yourself, I can't keep going? Uh, not once. I um, I feel like when you've got such a goal like this, you can't even have one sort of negative emotion. Um, I was very positive the whole way. Although it hurt, I, um, I was never going to give in. But I, yeah, it was, it was definitely days where much harder than others, but... Yeah, when you got a reason to not to quit, you'll keep going. What was that? Remember, was there one part of the run, one part of Australia that was particularly difficult? Um, yeah, of course, the Nullarbor. It's pretty. It's pretty terrible because you've just got no break from the from the wind because there's no trees. So I was on um, on like day around day twenty. I was had to run a foot behind the mum and dad's um, caravan because just to block the wind. But that felt like running yeah. into a brick wall for eighty k an hour. So. It was, um, yeah, that was a pretty hard day. But, you know, it was each, each day brought its own challenges with the wind and the rain and the heat and the flies and the roadkill and the road train. So, yeah, it was plenty of, plenty of things. So we know the reason. You, you raised money and it was 
bloody glorious what you've done. 1.82 million he's raised. So when, when did you first say to yourself, this is the why, I'll, I'll raise money, you know, for the charity, but when did you actually say, I'll go on a run, I'll do 4,000 Ks across <laughs> Australia, and when did you say, yeah, I reckon I can do this? What, what, what got into your mind that... I mean, it must be an extraordinary mind we're talking. I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah. So um, back in 2020, I ran 50 marathons in 50 days after I uh, after work. I'm a sparky by trade, um, and I I thought during day 12 of that, I um I heard of someone running across the country, and I thought, why can't I do that? And, uh, fast forward two years, we put pen to paper and made the plan, and um yeah, we just we came up with it, and I was naive enough to start and stubborn enough to finish. In your plan. How much you wanted to run each day, how far, for how long, and what happened? What went differently than you had planned? Each day, <laughs> not one day was the same, but um, I, I, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. It's all about adapting and not worrying about the 4,000K ahead. It's just worrying about each day, and each day I'd break them into 20K days, and even in those, in those 20Ks, I'd break them into 5Ks, so... I um I never worried about the the endless Ks I had to go. It was just each day, and you know when you tick those off, I was in each border. And by the time I got to halfway, I was felt like I was home and hose. So yeah. So Ned, the Savo, you're running an Instagram live event to raise you know as much as you possibly can. A million bucks is the target. Well, why why we are? I mean, you've done enough, but clearly you you don't think so, and you want to do more. And everybody's you're in everyone's consciousness at the moment and hopefully chats like this help why we are mobilized why did that become important to you yeah well um as i said in 2020 ran the 50 marathon for homelessness as well and it was something i became i saw a lot when i moved to sydney from the country um it was very prevalent here in sydney seeing your face a lot and um i wanted to help and i raised 100 grand for the red cross but yeah fast forward to now we've, we've raised over two mil which has just been mind-blowing um, but mobilise. There are there are young, like-minded bunch of blokes who, bunch of people who uh, actually go out in the street, start conversation, and give you know um, help where they can, and and actually spark the change. And it's something they they're just amazing people, and I'm so excited. i you know from the start they've only had 15 grand in grants, and now they've got over two million. Hopefully making Jeez, three million religion. tonight. So yeah, I just that can't wait awesome. to see what they can do, and you know, and change people's views on homelessness, and 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 help out where they can. So did, is there somebody you, you know that's close to you that, that you're saying you're motivated to help out? Or are you just so communally minded that you thought, no, I'm going to do this for homelessness? <coughs> um, no, to be honest, I, when I walk down Eddie Avenue from my, um, when I'd run to TAFE, I'd just see, you know, 10, 12 people homeless on the street. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, like this is unbelievable. Like, this is something I've never seen. And I, so I'd just give them a hoodie. I'd go buy food and have a chat and, turns out mobilised do exactly that they go and have a chat and they start conversation they start helping and I just wanted to help and what better way to use my craziness of running to start some start some yarns mate ser- Great ha- ser- search his name look it up on Instagram we'll put out all of the links mate hopefully uh, you you blow the me in that you want to add to the two that you've already raised uh, to the shies and uh, you're remarkable you're an Australian hero well done thanks for coming on for a chat thanks fellas I appreciate your time Good, Good on, on you, mate. Ned. I hope he wins Australian of the Year. Well, he's in the running. No pun intended. No, it's Dermot. How I can you not go. be sick of that? I've only been here one day now, and I'm already sick no, of that gets, they put going in, up the country. 
No, no. Well, see, but you you said that last time. Yeah, you've been a knocker of this song for a while. No, I like Unless it. it's Thin Lizzy or something, you're not interested. That's just rubbish, Andrew. No, that's true, but... It's just great. I, I thought you were getting dirty about the fact that it says Josh instead of Dermot. No, no. He's welcome. Come and grab the seat. <laughs> the it's a fair trip. He's from up this way. He's a Swan Hill boy. Is he? How far Swan Hill to Mildura? Two hours. That far. Two hours away. Uh, so we're up at the Kumiella Golf Club. Just playing the crowd beautifully there, for the Andrew. Uh, Mildura-based public hospital. <laughs> the crowd at the moment here, mm-hmm. we're, we're up at the big golf day raising. We're just thanking everybody who's yeah. sort of contributing to the foundation and hopefully raising a bit of money, of course, on the way through. But it's it's lovely at the moment because the, the girls, have, most of them have played 12 holes and they've come back. They've got their bottle of shardy or, you know, they're just having a lovely time. Under the canopy here, about 25 degrees. It wouldn't be anywhere else. I'm tipping you would but have only played 12. Don't be stupid. But the lunatics are still out on the course, and they've got a couple <laughs> with them. They're taking a couple of travellers. So they're going to be back here in about an hour. I'm tipping the uh, atmosphere around the podcast uh, position. You get a little raucous in an hour or so. Might change a little bit, I reckon. <laughs> hey, that's all by the by. There's a fella who's going all right at the moment. His last three games for Victoria. He's made 93, 10, 132 and 281 not out. Seeing them all right. This is, these are the sort of numbers that people should be taking notice of. His name's Peter Hanscom. Pete, they've taken notice of you in the past. Uh, no reason at all, mate, to take notice of you again in the future. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, where do you see... I mean, you're into your 30s now, but you're, you feel like a young 30 to me. You've always kept yourself in really good nick and you're sprightly and light on your feet. And Where are you? I mean, you're obviously an outstanding first-class international player. Where, where do you sit still with international uh, for your country representation in mind? Uh, well, firstly, thanks for calling me young and sprightly, mate. That's uh, not, many, not many people are saying that these days, but it's nice. Nice compared, to compared, to, um, compared to me, you are, Pete. <laughs> Appreciate it. But, uh, no, in terms of, in terms of international uh, stuff, I mean, you look at guys like um, Mike Hussey, you know, started his international career at 31 and, and played for a long time. And, and even Matty Wade uh, back in now is, is doing great stuff uh, in his mid-30s. So yeah, I still think there's plenty of time to, to play at the next level. Uh, Hey, Pete Dermott here. How are you going? You must be seeing them beautifully, mate. Yeah, feeling feeling good out there. Uh, happy with, with how it's all going. I think um, you've got to be careful with mother cricket, though, because the, the moment you start feeling good and, and thinking you're on top of the world, uh, the game can, can fall apart from uh, fall apart pretty quickly. So just going to try and uh, keep doing the same stuff. So in my caper, we call it the footy gods. You call it mother cricket. She's, can she be fickle, can she? Oh, she's a cruel mistress. Oh, God, oh, mate. <laughs> similar, to, uh, similar to the golf gods as well. It's, uh, yeah, they, they, they kick you when you're, when you're on the way up. They, they find a way just to bring you back down. So trying to, uh, just trying to enjoy the moment. Are you playing the best you your career, or you you were at least equaling, or are you just a shade below? I know you've got to take into account the the relative um, standards in which you're playing, but is this as good as you've played? Uh, I think it's I think it's probably as clear as I've been uh, for a long time. More more mentally than than anything to do with with my batting. Um, I just feel like I've got really good good plans out there, and I, I understand what. 
I'm trying to do to, to score runs and, and being able to then switch on and switch off in between balls for uh, an extended period of time has, has felt good. So uh, just trying to yeah, keep that mind as, as clear as possible. So uh, myself, I love my cricket and, and just a park cricketer. And when I watch Pete Hanscom, who's this, this unbelievable player and this beautiful player of spin, and then a few years ago, there's some little weird, what I would call as a park cricketer, weird little techniques. You know how you take guard and then you turn the face of the bat and that. Is that, is that to play a, a, a good trick with your mind? What made that sort of little evolving aspect in your career come about? Yeah, it's a little weird, weird thing I've got with the with the bat tap. Um, the whole reason behind it really is just to get my hands in the right position that I want uh, that I want on the handle. So there's no, nothing else to it. It's nothing really, uh, nothing really big except for the fact that I, I just want to hold the bat a certain way. Um, I've tried to get rid of it before, but it felt absolutely horrible, and the bat felt like it was coming down sideways. So I've just, I've, I've just have to keep it now. Can you go back to the word clear? We're talking to Pete Hanscom, who uh, made 281 unbeaten against Western Australia. <laughs> 280. At the 280 goes right. That's a pretty nice figure to have alongside, you know, not out. How many balls faced? How many, Pete, do you know? Uh, 360, maybe 370, something that'll like that. That'll do. That'll <laughs> do. Face that a year. They couldn't get you out. They tried 360 times and couldn't get me out. That goes all right. Um, can you go back to the word clear and just expand on that if you can when you said you, you're you know what what does that in your head uh in your understanding of that the way it translates to your batting what, what does that how does, what is that uh i think it's just not um not getting caught up too too much in what's sort of going on or um what the game you know might dictate in a day's time or even that afternoon uh more just worrying about uh each ball that comes down uh, and, and then just trying to play that on its merit. Uh, and then by being clear, I can then switch off uh, once the ball's bowled and, and go off and, and look into the crowd or sing a song in my head or, or something something stupid like that and then uh, just go switch switch back on when the bowler starts running back in. Is that something you found yourself or was that something that came out through you know conversations with, with some others? Uh, no, I've been I've been doing work with a, a sports psych now for uh, probably six or seven years, um, and we've always just dived into uh, dived into what I'm feeling or what I'm doing when I'm playing well, uh, what's going on in my head, what are you know what are characteristics, what have I done that morning, uh, what can I continue to do out there, and and um, just finding sort of the the easiest things to to yeah, keep me. Uh, clear and, and present while I'm batting. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Pete, the major dollars in cricket now seem to be the source of them come out of the the subcontinent, and 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 they're, they're so they're hell bent on spinners and the likes. You are a magnificent player of spin. Have you given up on the dream of playing Test cricket? Because it, it seems like, as you say, I mean. Huss came along, he was 30, 31, you're 31 now, I think. You still should be playing six or seven years. There's no reason why you couldn't, you know, be the, the, the prized wicket for Australia on the, on, the, on the subcontinent, given your style of play and what your long suit is. 
Yeah, appreciate that. I think, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still definitely pushing to to play at that next level. Um, and, and yeah, we've seen that cricket can, or cricket careers, especially as batters, can last uh, mid to, to late thirties. So, uh, yeah, I think I've still got six, you know, hopefully six, five or six good years left in me. Um, and yeah, if that if that opportunity came to play international cricket again, uh, anywhere in the world, I'd, I'd, be, uh, I'd be grabbing it with both hands. Yeah, absolutely. Who are the other players you say, because your understanding of playing spin is so good, uh, who are the other guys that play spin really well you, you see in, uh, in our ranks? Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be pretty biased uh, and stick with Victorians. Um, but <laughs> Nick, Nick Maddinson, um, playing for Victoria, moved down from New South Wales a couple of years ago. He's He's an incredible player, I think. He's got a really good understanding of where he's going to score his runs against uh, against spin um, and, and also how to defend. So uh, he, he's more of an attacking player against the spinners where I, I try and work it around. He's got the, he's got the power game, um, but he, he does it very well. And what about in the other formats, Pete? You, you, no doubt you'll be playing in the BBL this summer. What, how much more room for... Expansion in your own game, improvement in your own game, in particularly the T Twenty format, um, which seems to be you know ever more prevalent as every year goes by. Um, do you see much more scope for you in the, in that form of the game? Uh, well, I hope so. I'm, I'm always trying to improve uh, improve my cricket, so yeah, I'm, I'm still working hard on on being able to, to clear the rope and, and hit a few sixes, uh, you know, timing the ball, trying to get a bit more power. Um, but also, you know, there's, there's still a finesse to T20 cricket. It's not just go out there and try and clear the rope from ball one. Um, you know, you can still you can still work the, the ball around. Um, but, yeah, it, it's funny you mentioned the big bash. I actually don't have a have a contract at the moment this year, mate, so I might just be uh, having January off and, and putting the feet up. You were the Hurricanes last we saw, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So out of contract. So if you can, if you can spread the word for me, um, put it out there. Looking, looking for a club would be be awesome. <laughs> I that, just assumed that you'd oh, so naturally continue yeah. on with so did I. Hurricanes. How surprised are you that you're not contracted to a BBL squad? I mean, that's a difficult question for you to answer, but I am. Are you? How surprised are you that you're not in a squad at this stage? Uh, well, I'm obviously still pushing to, yeah, to, to play the in the big bash. Um, you know, it's something I want to do. It's, it's an incredible, incredible competition. Uh, so yeah, it's just, I think it's just a bit of a bit of poor timing as well coming off the list, and then, um, you know, other, other lists are, are full as well, and you can only you can only have a certain amount of people. So if there's if there aren't spots, it, it makes it hard to to get a gig. And well, and you're seeing them all right, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think that's a given. <laughs> that's a given. And you still take your, you still pack, you still pack your keeping gloves with you. You don't, you haven't given those away completely, have you? No, no, no. I'm still, I'm still keeping. I'm, I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing the keeping job in the one day games for Victoria. So we got a, yeah. we're playing tomorrow against against WA. So I'll be taking the gloves there, and yeah, still, still working hard on that, making sure that I've got that, uh, got that string to my bow.
Hey, Pete, in days gone by, we, we've, we've seen test cricket, a little bit of one-dayers, and therefore uh, uh, people like ourselves who love our cricket, we get a natural filter then through to state cricket, Sheffield Shield, Pure Cup, whatever we call it. So we learn and we see all these state cricketers. But these days, the saturation of all things cricket internationally, it sort of leaves less consumer time for us to see our local state cricketers. And the one thing I noticed about Victoria was we'd always get the odd batsman come through, you know, one or two at a time, you know, from Dino, then Hodgie, yourself, and might be leaving a couple out there. But we always had an incredible armoury of bowlers. What are we stocked like, Victoria, for bowlers these days? And who is who are the ones to watch Mm. coming through? Yeah, well, we've obviously got Scotty Bowling doing pretty impressive things as, as the uh, as the experience in the in the group. Yep. Um, but in terms of the, the young bowlers we've got uh, Will Sutherland and, and Mitch Perry are, are sort of our next next two experienced players. They've they've been um, they've been bowling the house down now for a couple of years uh, and, and starting to really lead uh, lead our attack now. Um, and also there's an, an exciting big Big boy, maybe six foot seven, six foot eight. Uh, Cam McClure, who uh, who played in the Shield game, just gone, and uh, he can he can send him down. He's got plenty of bounce. So uh, excited to see how how he's going to continue to grow and, and become a better player. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, yeah. always is. And we are with you, mate. Um, congratulations on the on the start to the season, and um, just keep making those runs and. Hopefully somebody's been listening to things. Hang on, we can use a batter who can bat anywhere and can keep if we need him to in the T20 format. Hopefully somebody's listening, I think. Yeah. Uh, get Hanscom on the phone straight away, mate. Thanks for coming on the show and good luck for the summer. Beauty, lads. Thanks for that. Good on you. Peter Hanscom, who makes runs for fun. Uh, <laughs> Have you... When you do make a score at local cricket, you, you, you make a 70, 80, 90, if you're lucky enough, you might make 100. Yeah. It's taxing. It oh, is so mate. taxing at local oh, cricket. Can you imagine 280? A text came through while we were talking to Pete, that switch-off thing, and I get to the other one, and he said he's been working with the sports side for six or seven years, and I've always thought, watching Hanscom, he's always been an active-in-the-brain cricketer. Yeah, yeah. He's always thinking about this and thinking about that, and that's not new, is it? And the text, no. account, that's been going on for a while, yeah. switching off in between, but maybe some people need somebody to continue. Hey, listen, you need to just find a way to get your head out of the game when you're not actively in the prime part of the game, even if it's just for 30 or 40 seconds. Yeah, and and that's well explained. People used to ask me about Michael Tuck. He played 426 games. Um, And I wasn't Tucky, but they'd ask, what was the secret that you could see? He'd drive home to Berwick every night after training four times a week. Mm. And stop off at Coles New World on the way, mm-hmm. pick up two cans. Mm-hmm. So the moment he left the club, he was emotionally switched off mm. from football. And I am convinced that had a say in his longevity, his attitudinal, to the sport long term. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't live, breathe and think football like most of us. He was able to switch off. And when he went back to training, next time he walked through the club doors and he switched on again. Yeah. Four hundred and twenty-six weeks in a row. Got to help. Doesn't keeps the petrol where yeah. it needs to but be. But Pete Hanscom, those little things. It's mm. like oh, I looked at him. You know, when he turned that bat, takes guard, leading edge face, then turns the oh, handle. Yeah, yeah. I thought to myself, he's trying to 
occupy his brain with that so he doesn't overthink as the bowler's running in. Uh, oh, that's what, what I, I thought. But he obviously said it's getting his hands in the right position. Mm, so mm. even we as not as very poor analysts have <laughs> overanalyzed that. I don't think we need to tell him that he's doing yeah. anything wrong. Yeah. A little rumour just uh, circulating off the uh, 40 Wings temper text that there might have been an addition to the St Kilda coaching Squad, not the senior job at this stage, but maybe a bloke who's just recently left the Greater Western Sydney Giants might have been added to the St Kilda coaching crew. We'll just uh, make a couple of calls (laughs) and see if that is in case, uh, in fact, the case. Let's get to a break. It's 20 minutes past four. We're uh, up here at Mildura on the banks. And by the way, the Murray, it it might look spectacular, but it's rising a foot a day. And full as a state school bus. It is, mate. And we've seen the um, devastation that these mm. floods, they're going to get hit here. We're right down the end of you know the river system down this neck of the woods, and there's a lot of water coming uh, down towards the good people here, and um, they're already preparing for it. So uh, if you are listening in any of the flood-stricken areas, um, we, you know, anybody who isn't is thinking of you, uh, and they're getting ready for it to hit them uh, pretty hard here. So we'll... Uh, keep our fingers crossed. Let's get to a break. Plenty more to come. Join in one three hundred seven three six seven three six in through your forty winks. Temper texts oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. No, it's not. It's Dermot. It's great to have you with us. Six minutes past four. And stop bagging the music. People are agreeing with you. <laughs> they are. A few people met. Sorry people about said that. every time we hear the music, I want to spew up. <laughs> no, it's a good old song, but it's just a bit well, tired mate, on this. All right, okay, we'll change it then. See what you've done now. I'm getting really self conscious about. Canned heat. <laughs> Move on. Righto. It's not hey, that big a deal. We are at the Kumiela Golf Course Golf Club. We're here for the Mildura-based Public Hospital Foundation. Go oh. on. An important day to um, thank people in this area who have contributed to the foundation. What are you waving your arms around for? Because it just helps me speak sometimes. I'm sure I'm an Italian in another lifetime. Um, people who have helped support uh, the foundation in all the work it's doing for cancer research and treatment, for, particularly for people in the region that we're in up here in the... Uh, North Mallee. Um, Warren Fitzgerald, a.k.a. Fitzy, is the general manager of this magnificent golf club here. I'm filthy we didn't get up here a couple of hours earlier to have a game, Fitz. Uh, thanks for coming in for a quick chat. It looks a very, very nice golf course you've got here. Oh, that's awesome. We are so so very, very lucky up here with this um, this course. Um, I suppose you haven't even asked what membership is, too. No, no. Somebody, no, I actually know because a bloke volunteered it to me. Yep. 200 bucks. Yes. Yes. For the value you get, that, is, that would arguably be the best $200 golf value for a membership. Well, I spend considerably more on my membership, and I still cough up 200 each time I go in for lunch. Well, that's because you've got plenty, and you no. don't care, and you've got three courses at your disposal. You're but at peak eight, mate. These, um, these Murray courses, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening to us uh, who are golf fans have headed up north and played these, but there's a, very, there's a lovely style to the Murray courses, and this is a classic Murray golf course. It is. It is. Lots of trees, lots of the big guns, the box trees. Um, once you hit it in those trees, it's very hard to get out. So, yeah, yes. Yep, you usually look, well, for, you saw look Dermot, for the fairways. You saw Dermot hit his drive, didn't you, into yep. the trees? Yeah, I was going towards the bunker. Yeah, and then it turned left and hit under the trees. Uh, yep. You don't want to be in there. Robbed me of 30 metres. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it is. It is a, like we have links courses. We have, you know, the dunes and... This is a typically Australian inland course, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. for what you've just described. Yep, yep. And there's no shortage of water here, so it is beautifully manicured. Um, 
would I imagine you'd get a lot of people who make weekends of it and come up and stay the weekend and play a wonderful course like this. Definitely. We've got the accommodation up the road, so that caters for everybody. We've got um, motel rooms. We've got cabins. We've got on-site, powered on-site just for your vans. So pretty much anyone can come along. Um, and, yeah, do get a lot of groups from Adelaide. And, and after COVID, we are seeing a lot more from Melbourne. Yeah. What other golf course have you got in the area? Uh, there's Riverside in Mildura. On the other side yep, of the river, which, yep, which yep. is fairly similar to here. It's yep. just a little bit smaller, a few dog legs, but that's nice. Uh, there's the Mildura Golf Resort. Yep. Um, there's Redcliffe's Golf Club. Yep. Uh, there's Merbein Golf Club and Wentworth, which has just gone down a bit hill lately, but yep. hopefully they can get so that a, back So it's a, great, it's a great golfing destination. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we are spoiled with golf yep. courses. How, yeah. many, how many members do you have? We have, last count it was in the 800, about 880. And how many rounds of golf do you do a week? Um, Comp-wise, we'd probably do uh, around the 600. Yep. Our, our Wednesday field's around the 100. Saturday's yeah. 120 to 150. Sundays so, we... Go fifty to sixty. So they're not tearing it up. So no, it's in good oh, nick. No. Yeah, it's you, not overused. You could come here on a non-comp day, Monday or Tuesday, and walk on and pretty much have it to yourself. Yeah. Swing around. The Yarra is about a seventy-five. The Yarra. Murray. Oh, the Murray. The say. Yarra. Hey, where are we? <laughs> the, the, the Murray. The <laughs> big part. It's about a seventy-five metre wedge <laughs> behind us. Yep. What's it doing? It's coming up. Um, no one's quite sure what what it's going to do, but. Hopefully it stays off the course, but, I mean, if it does, does get on the course, it's probably going to ruin about seven holes. Can you tell us a bit, I haven't been down there yet, but a couple of the locals have told me about one of the holes down in the lower part of the course, and there's a tree down there where the watermarks of the big floods through the last 40 or 50 years Correct. are easily identified. Can yep. you tell us about that tree? Uh, it's a big gum, so it was probably pre-levee um, banks, so it would just come in here flat out. Yep. I reckon the 54 would have to be... I don't know, another four feet above me, standing up type thing. So, so if you stood up now, yep. that water height would have been four feet above you. Yep. So we're sitting right next to the clubhouse. There's a balcony, up, which would be what? How high? Was that 15 feet, that balcony, do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. Was the water level in 66, they're telling me, the water level got to that? Yes. Is that true? Oh, I'm not 100% sure. I wasn't alive then. No. Um, but, yeah, originally this was just an open area underneath, so it was built because of the floods would come through. So, yeah. yeah. And the area, is it is it fertile? Do many kids play? Is there going to yeah, be a good yeah. school coming out of it? Or have you got good juniors coming through? Juniors is a problem at the moment throughout the whole district, but um, Golf Australia are actually putting in a lot of money to get that thing started again. So, Why, why, why aren't the kids playing then? Don't know. Don't know whether it's the old video game thing. That, and, it's a bit of that, and, golf, yep. And golf takes a lot of time. So um, probably the you know concentration factor for the for the kids these days, they can't do two hours, four hours, whatever it yeah. may be. So Well, if they've got their phones on them and they're looking at them, they're seeing Cam Smith just get well, signed on for 120 million. <laughs> let, let them know they can score on their phones when yeah. they're playing golf. Yeah. Now, the, the My Score app and they can... Like, if they need to stay connected to their phone, yeah. they can do that out here on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll let you go in a minute. There's a bloke called Jim who's been sending through a text. You may be able to make heads or tails of this. G'day, boys. Tuning in from San Jose over in the US. Can you give a big shout-out to Dale Stafford, 
who's organised this day. Is there a Dale Stafford who's had a bit to do with today? There is Dale. Dale was Dale just here, here before. Was that Dale who was standing yeah. over there before? He was just talking to you then. Oh, I well, thought Dale was saying yeah. the bloke was in. Nah, he, Dale's the so one Dale's that here. Yep. Dale's just come back yeah. from yep. America. You're really observant. Oh, no, I'm all over it. <laughs> I am absolutely all over it. So, that, so, so, so it's true. Dale Stafford has helped organise his he stuff. He has. Yeah, there you go. Jim, thanks. Man. He's not in San Jose anymore. Jim, he's here at Kumiala Golf Club. Hey, Fitz, to you and your team, thanks for having us. Uh, oh, we would have loved to have played. Uh, and I'll tell you, if I had I known the golf course was as good as it is, I would have come up last night. There, is he in there? There's Dale. He's here. Yeah, no, no. There's a bloke saying you're in San Jose at the moment. But, uh, and you're he said he's in San Jose. No, he said Dale's in San Jose. Oh, no, no. He's tuning in from San Jose, Jimmy. I have misread that tweet. <laughs> you idiot. I have misread hey. the text. Anyway, Fitz, that's the sort of show we run here. I listen to it regularly. <laughs> you poor bugger. Thanks for coming <laughs> well, on. Well, you've got better things to do. <laughs> uh, keep going. You've got a great facility here. How many staff have you got here? Quality? Uh, there's about five green staff and just the four bar staff. Yeah. You need any more? So. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, Always. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll stay here. So if you feel if like... Trying to palm Andy off. Yeah. I'll stay here. I'd love if to work on a golf course. If you feel like coming to work at a golf course, I'd put in your resume. See how you go. I'll leave it with you, Fitz. <laughs> right. Good on I'll you. No Warren Fitzgerald, the GM of the yeah, beautiful Kumiala Golf Club. Hopefully that river stays exactly where it's supposed to stay. And it is the Murray, not the Yarra. 26 to 5. Let's get to the news. by 600 games. I'm going pretty well, aren't I? Let's get to the newsroom. Oh, well, well, we're back, are we? Oh, Dermot's just getting, getting me roped into photos, and we're back on the show. Dermot, sit down, will you? We're back on oh the show. Boy. Uh, there's a whole lot of people up here at the Kumiela Golf Club Foundation uh, Golf Day, and we're just uh, getting roped in for some photos. They've come out of the news. Trying to get a free drink. We're just out the back getting photos taken. Yeah. Well, it's nice out here, too. We're under the outdoor canopy, and it's a beautiful setting. Uh, it's a Friday afternoon, so that means you have to deal with Andy from Terrelgan. His brain turns up. Oh, yes. Now, I enjoyed hearing this yeah, on Friday well, afternoons yeah, as sometimes well. Sometimes he drops a bombshell on us, and he catches us with our yeah, pants yeah, down yeah. figuratively. Andy, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you for the kind words, Andy. Gay Dermy. Andy. What's going on, Andy? Uh, nothing much, just sitting back and ready for my question for my Friday's questions with you boys today. Right, what do you got for us today? Is it a hit us? Yeah, what sort of uh, what theme are we running with today? Um, today's question is a owner and a trainer and a jockey. Owner, anyway, my question this afternoon is. See the Cox Plates tomorrow afternoon at Moonee Race Course at 5.10 p.m. If the Ava had a horse in the main race, name me one owner, one trainer and one jockey, past or present. In the... So, so just give me the question again. A jockey, a trainer and a horse, our favourites who have won the Cox Plate. Is that the question, Andy? Uh, I'll say it again to you slowly, Andy. Yep. Right up. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Please, Andy. Help me out here. What do you got? If uh, Ava had a horse in What's the main AFA? race, yes. name me one owner, one tra- trainer, one jockey, parcel present. Well, I don't know any owners, so I, I, I don't, I'm going to leave the owners to Dermot. I'm going to what? I don't know any owners. It's the Cox Plate. Well, if you're going to have a winner, a, a horse that's going to run for you in the Cox Plate, you'd be mad if it wasn't Winks. 
and the trainer, well, you're going to take Chris Waller, aren't you? I'll take Winks C. Waller. I'll take Huey Bowman. And that trifecta will do me, okay? Have you got, are you are you okay enough with the horse racing caper to come up with an answer? Mate, I went to the <laughs> Melbourne Cup six times before I saw a horse. I'm sure I haven't even answered Andy's, Andy's question. It was I've far too difficult no for me. I've got no idea, mate. I just, I've never been out of the birdcage. <laughs> <laughs> I just have never seen a horse. Andy, you've stumped me with that. I, I'm, uh, I, I don't know exactly this is where we do need what you're after. but Jay Jenkins. No, well, I'm not sure what the question was, to be honest, but uh, that's okay. Have you got a, my favourite ever winner of the Cox Plate, Tags is going to join us after five to give us a steer, uh, was superimposed. The, one of the greatest uh, Cox Plate, if not the greatest Cox Plate of all time in 92, when the, the number of, and I think, I think Mac, Glenn McFarlane might have written a story about this, but the calibre of that field, the Group 1 winners, the superstar status of that field, and then naturalism, of course, um, fell over with about, with about was it with about six? Why are you pretending like you you know? I know a bit about the caper. We used to run an S, SP book. He couldn't even answer Andy's question. Do, do you know what the question? Could you work out what the question was? No idea. No. <laughs> so I did my very best. But he'll come back next week with another question. He's a good he'll try lad. our very hardest. He's a very good lad, as we generally do. Right. Oh, blimey! Oh. I'm trying to get these flies out of the way. Right, a break. We're going to do our footy stock take. Uh, we're going to keep going with you on the other side of the break. I want get your head around the way that Jason Horn Francis situation was handled. All right, and give me your take on that. Yep. On the other side of this, it's the run home for robot building supplies. Robots got it, and Berwick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. No, it's with Doom. We're going to find out a bit more uh, all day. I feel like I'm compelled to do that. Uh, we're going to find out why there's so many magnificent people here at Kumiala Golf Club today who are helping out with the Mildura-based public. Uh, Hospital Foundation Golf Day. We'll be joined by one of those in a moment. But just getting back to our post-grand final stock take with you, the Jason Horn francis stuff, uh, your observations on how that was handled? You, you, well, first of all, your, your objective is to get the best deal you can for your club. Did they get the best deal? Um, they've lost their number one draft pick player, yep. Horn francis They've given up with that. In raw terms, the number one for yep. this year, and yep. they've got back two, three, and have gone a little bit lower than their next selection, yep. 55. I was a little disappointed in Jason Horn Francis. I, I had hoped he might have stuck it out a bit. Um, it, it, to me, I mean, I've heard all the vernacular around it, uh, you know, that the diatribe around it saying that he's used to winning and he didn't. We know where we go. You know, look, if you're playing basketball, you get drafted, you go overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, he's yep. travelled 600 k's. Yep. Um, yeah, he's still a young man. But you, that's the world you enter into. I, I I felt a little bad for North Melbourne in that. Some people say they shot themselves in the foot certain ways. They dealt with things. But I'd have hoped the boy had it stuck it out a little bit more than that. To me, it says that he's probably going to take the odd shortcut along the way. Um, if that's his mindset, move on from that. I, I don't find any real issue with splitting picks yeah, one yeah, down yep, into yep, picks two and three. Yep, yep. You still got a lottery. I mean, yeah, you do see kids if they played senior football at a, in another state, you get a better perception of how they're going to be. Mm. But he, really, what you're doing is you're trying to get kids into your club so that when they're hardcore. Adult footballers, they will win you a premiership. It's still a lottery, 
because Horn Francis now is 19, you're still trying to predict what he or his like will be at 23 no doubt, years no doubt, of age. No doubt. So, so just quickly, what do you want to? What do you need to see from him if you're Ken Hinckley now? Because we move on quickly in this caper. He's now Port Adelaide. Mm. What do you need to see to just make sure if there's any lingering one percent doubt about this kid in your mind? What do you need to see from him if you're the new coach? It'll hurt Northman, not hurt Northman, but they'll they'll probably turn around and say, hey, "Where was that when he was with us?" Yeah, yep. You need to see a complete and utter buy-in mm. of club and culture. No more outs. No more missing a ice bath. Get no in the more... ice bath. No, no I'm no. a bit cold. Yep. I can do that later All at that home. Stuff, right. Trust yep. me to do it at home. Yep. I'll do that. Um, you can't go home. Yeah. Oh well, I'm at home already. Um, yep. He has to have a total and utter buy into club, culture and rules. Yep. Mildura-based public hospital is back in public hands. It's been back in public administration for a couple of years up here, which is you know really important to the locals. They want to do a whole lot of stuff, particularly for local people in this part of the Mallee who have got uh, cancer issues. It's a really important thing. They don't have to travel to Melbourne if they need treatment. It can only be done with the support of a whole lot of local people who can can flag the importance to the local area and then hopefully we get the sort of government support required to build the facility that we want to build up here. Um, Garth Doherty is the local Drummond store member uh, in up here in Sunraysia and has played reasonable. I think you're reasonably satisfied. Not your best day out on the golf course today, but but okay. Okay. Not my uh, not my best, but not my worst. Luckily, I had a partner who uh, who did play very well. And the big he's, the big fella. No, the big fella with the black shirt. So he's twice the size of me, and he definitely carried me the whole day. So. I saw him. What holes this one out here along the road on the way in? Uh, t- the tenth, ten. just Gee, here. The ball he struck off the tee had a beautiful sound. It came straight out of the screws. Yeah, the he got very lucky hit. on that one. He doesn't normally do that. <laughs> Are these all your staff? Yeah, the, the young fella does work for me. We had we had a few, a few of our crew from Drum and Golf Serenia Golf Range on our team today, and we had a really good day. Why is it important for you and your organisation to be in part to be in partnership with and um, and help out the foundation up here? Why is it important to be part of it? Uh, well, I'm a, a, a local boy, born and bred, and uh, you know we support anything and everything we can that's local. But uh, anything that's health related, and especially with the last couple of years that we've had in regards to um, you know seeing things break down and seeing things become harder in the in the um, you know the the health industry, um, when we got approached um, to be a part of it, we just said whatever we have to do, we're on board. Yeah, how important it is for local. How important is it? for local families when they find themselves in moments of real stress, particularly when cancer enters the family um, domain, how much of a benefit will it be to not have to travel four and a half hours somewhere, not have to relocate a family for for days and weeks on end as as somebody within the family, particularly if it's a kid, is getting the sort of treatment they need to get? Well, I think the first thing that people think is that the the, the financial... uh of not having to travel, but I think it's more of the emotional oh, benefit. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and not having to, um, you know, travel six hours. So Melbourne from here is um, six hours in a car. Yep. Um, so it's a 12-hour round trip. Um, you know, outside that, you're also away from your family. You're away from your friends. You're away from your support network. So um, the, the multiple factors that are going to benefit it um, is, you know, is extremely important. One of the things yeah. I've noticed up here, though, is that you are that far away from either Adelaide or Melbourne, there's a real kinship. Yep. This is its own satellite, yep. this, this place, Mildura, isn't it? There's a real in this 
area, you know, sanctuary almost. There is, and, and, and that's been around for a long, long time, but I think it became even more so um, during the COVID period when we got for- forgotten in reality. And, I mean, I'm not going to whinge or start on that, but, I mean, we were treated like we were um, not part of Victoria at some times, um, but then we got locked down the whole time whenever Melbourne did. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it galvanised the community um, to become, you know, making sure that we're looking after each other and um, where people can help out, whether it's a business owner or whether it's um, someone that can just pitch in and, and do something, um, people have done that. Mm. Um, what's the what's the uptake on new kit like out of your shop up here? Is it a really vibrant, committed um, golf club buying community up in this neck of the woods? Oh, it's not just a... Well, I mean, obviously, I've been a Drummond, um, part of the Drummond franchise now for, for two years, for and it's been absolutely fantastic. The, the golf industry for the last two years was, was one of the few industries that did get a bit of a kick along from um, from uh, the, the COVID scenario yep. Yep. Um, because a lot of other sports got canned and cancelled, especially in rural areas like ours. Um, so people turned to golf. So, um, But the, the main thing um, for around here that, that people do understand when they come to the town um, is that we are a fantastic golfing area. We have six golf courses that are all awesome. And mm. people can just come along literally other than maybe a Saturday afternoon. You can just walk onto one of six golf courses. And it doesn't mm. cost very much. And they're all fantastic. A few of them, you could literally lift them up, drop them in the middle of Melbourne or Adelaide, and they would be in the top X amount of courses. This is magnific- this, look, we've seen from this vantage point, this is like a magnificent golf course here. Th- this is. So the, um, to give you a bit of a backstory, I think it was 2000, 2001, 2002, so about 20 years ago now, um, the Vic Trainee Championships were here for three years in a row. Yep. It was contracted for three years. Got to the end of the three-year period. They spoke to the trainees and said, what do you think? And the trainees said, the course is too hard. Really? We yeah. actually don't want to go back <laughs> right. there because okay. the course yeah. is too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in saying that, it is, it's, a, it's a genuine championship golf course. With hey. your Drummond sword, you're at the coalface for consumerism uh, in the golfing world. Yep. Tell us what it's like. You're seeing, here, you're seeing the fans come in and buy are they Live Golf or are they PGA? Oh, jeez, you're delving into dark territory now. You're throwing me right under the bus there. You can um, take the fifth if you want. You don't have to answer that. What, what, no, well, I will because I like controversy. Um, no, <laughs> it's, it really is that, you know, p- people are either embracing Live yeah. or they're coming up with excuses why and reasons why they don't like it. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a negative way because I'm for it in any way, shape or form. I'm just for golf moving forward yeah. and improving. And, and the reality is, is that... Uh, the, the negative is, is it separated it? It yeah. separated the best players into two different areas. Mm. Um, at some point, in some way, in the future, there will be a moving back together somehow. Yeah. Hey, good on you for doing what you're doing for the foundation well, up man. here. And good, good on you for being part of this day-to-day. Thanks for coming on for a chat. Thank you very much. Garth Doherty, part of the golfing community, part of the foundation community. He is your man in the Drummond store up here in Mildura. We'll get to a break more after this. But, no, do oh, yeah. I think you're getting you're turning that music very unfairly. It gets inside your head and it makes you just feel happy. Does it? Yeah, I reckon it, it does. did the first yep, couple of thousand times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I reckon it does. Hey, uh, you going to have a bet tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow? We have a little dabble on Cox Plate, don't uh, I'm not a betting man. So knows the answer. That's right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, some of us will. And uh, to that end... As we dive into our racing preview for the McSpicy Range at Macca's, can you handle the heat? One man who can handle the heat that any kitchen or spicy burger is going to throw at him is the one and only David Taggart, legend of the caper, star of SE. In fact, there is no SE in track without him. Correct. Uh, and he's been good enough to join us. Tags, I know you hate doing extra stuff. I know it. 
I know you hate going beyond your contracted stuff, but for Derm and I and the good people up here at the Kumiella Golf Club, uh, we appreciate the fact that you just dug deep and found for us, mate. It means the world to us. Uh, thanks, Andy and Derm. Pleasure to be on. But, no, it, it's, it's not that I don't like doing the extra stuff. It's, it's just all the preparation. Um, when I'm getting asked to do it, I haven't done the preparation. I've done it for well, you this afternoon, though, and, well, and we're ready to go we with, with some winners, hopefully. Oh, thank you very Aren't much. Aren't you just like a computer? It's all in there anyway? Not really, no. It's all barriers and the way the track is firm, and there's a lot lot to it, mate, than just uh, throwing a dart at it. So, to, mate, we've got a couple of... We've got, obviously, kicks off tonight uh, with the Manicato, which is a magnificent uh, race at the Valley, and then tomorrow, and it's a super card. In fact, it's, uh, as far as great race meetings go, Tags... Uh, before we talk about a couple of the races in particular, where does Cox Plate Day as an entire race meeting sit for oh. you? Good question, Rob. He's Good number question. one. He's number one for me, the heavyweight champion of Australian racing, uh, the Cox Plate. It's, uh, it's, as you say, it's a weight for age race, and uh, the best horses are in it, and usually the best horse wins, hopefully. You're a beautiful man. It okay. is. It's it's the world title, isn't it, for, for Australian racing? Yeah, it's, it our, it's our heavyweight title, isn't it? It is. It's uh, you've got the quality of horse. You just got to go back to one of the, the famous and uh, uh, Fox Place of 1992, where you had all these Group One um, champions all lined up, and of course, then we saw it was marred with the the fall, and then of course uh, protests. Oh, but that was one of the greatest Fox Place of all time. And thank and you, you Tex, because I said that to uh, I said that and Bone Crusher. Yep. Bone Crusher. I said that to Doom before about the 92 Cox Plate, and he looked at me like I was just reading it off a cheat sheet. But well, you were. I was not. It was a superb race. Um, so, so tonight, let, let's get to tonight first, the Manicato. Um, I think a lot of people were worried that this field was going to get knocked around a little bit by um, the race up in Sydney last week, but it's actually held its own. Mm. It's not a bad field tonight, this. This is the best uh, Manicato we've had since, I reckon, the introduction of the Everest, because you're spot on, Andy, where... Where it takes away from the Everest takes away from the Manicato being uh, a week a week apart, but uh, this is this is a cracking race. Uh, I'm not sure how Palau's favourite. Cool uh, and Gatto won the Group One the other day. Um, Bella Nipotina will stalk it everywhere it goes. But I know they're not happy with the barrier draw. She mustn't like being getting. She mustn't like being crowded. This horse and she draws an inside gate, which I thought was to her advantage. But the connections are a little bit worried because of it. And there's a horse at the two jobs that. Gallop there on Tuesday morning was enormous, and that's eleven eleven. Healy Bowman takes the ride. So that that the the inside gates at the valley over the um, thousand to twelve hundred meters tags, is it an issue? Can you get can you get stuck if you don't if you don't uh, um, jump the gates and and start have a horse that's got that perfect tactical speed for you? Correct. Uh, correct. Uh, well. Dominique Patina has got that. She just races off the pace. And the and the horse that's there to beat is Paul and Gatto, who draws barrier one, and she'll lead. So you've got to have that gate speed. Um, and and they have got the benefit of an inside uh, draw. So uh, I, I don't know what the problem seems to be. But Paul uh, and Gatto will lead. I think Dominique Patina will be sitting uh, off it in the box seat. I think it may set up for a swoop because they may go hard, and that could be, as I said, 11-11, who worked the house down on uh, Tuesday morning, and it's at around about $18. Mm. 
Okay, I feel I feel like you're steering us toward eleven eleven. Oh, my tip actually is Bella Nipatina, but uh, everyone loves a little bit of value, Andy, and that's eleven eleven. So you probably throw them in your molten. No, we love a bit of value. Uh, can you find anything to beat the fave? He, he looks a super horse, Animo. Can you find anything to beat him in the Cox Plate? He's my little buddy. Oh, oh, he's going to be one of my best of the days. Oh, I've, I've followed this horse right through as, since a three-year-old. Uh, I've always been in awe of this horse. I saw him the other day in the flash when we were at, when we were at a Caulfield, when he won the Caulfield Stakes. He's not much to look at. But it's what un- what's under the bonnet that counts, and uh, geez, uh, a bit like he's a champion. Not many horses uh, do what he did the other day. Uh, Zach Bannon still wins. Hey, tags. We're 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 obviously up in Mildura, and it's it's beautiful up here. It's balmy. Uh, is there rain falling in Melbourne yet? Is is it on the way, and will it do anything to it tomorrow? It's on the way. Oh, uh, well, no. yeah, I'm glad that you're in Mildura because it's it's not that great here. Apparently, it's meant to be raining. The rain's meant to come. Uh, I'm no, no weatherman, but it hasn't hit yet. But uh, I think it's not far off there. Uh, you've got a good nose for a bit of precipitation. Don't you worry about that. Hey, Tags, uh, Animo, his Caulfield, his Caulfield Stakes win was full of merit and unbelievable courage. And if an idiot like me says, oh, that horse has got a will to win, but we go, ah, listen to you, Clint, you don't know what you're talking about. But then when smart racing people say it, they go, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Animo. Is he is he a racehorse to your eye that actually has that will? Oh, hundred percent. As I said, not many horses would have won uh, the Caulfield Stakes after doing what he did after losing that two or three lengths uh, when he crabbed around that Caulfield home straight. So, uh, but you see it time and time again with the, the champions. You saw it with McIvy Diva, and then you've seen it with Black Caviar and Winks and these champions. But they just want to win, Andy. They want to race, and they, and, and they know what it's all about. And uh, like there was a few times, Wink was vulnerable too, and she got off the canvas and won. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's in their DNA. It's it's what they're bred for. And and for people that say the opposite, uh, well, they're just ignorant people that haven't got a clue, mate. Perfect. No, you yeah. couldn't have said it better, myself, Tags. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to ask him a question. Oh, I was but you enjoy your, you, you enjoy yeah. Sorry, what was that? Hey, hey Tags, <laughs> Tags, as you and I have chatted about racing before, and that lasted about 12 seconds with me, with my knowledge <laughs> of racing, but half a dozen of my mates who on the punt all had, oh, this week, they've all been out buying new cars, and they just cleaned up last Saturday. They had an awesome day on the punt. Was it a comfortable oh. day for punting? And, and, and why was that so last weekend? I, I had a huge day. I heard others thought it was tough, but uh, I found a, I found a lot of winners. Uh, and I reckon that a few of your mates did too, as you say, they're all buying new cars. But I wasn't betting that big. But it, it's some days go your way, others days it doesn't. So uh, you got you got to hit them while, while the iron strikes, Dermy, as they say. But, uh, yeah, I found a few. I was lucky to find a few. So. Hey, hey, tags. Ronnie sent a message in on the forty wings temper text here. On 1116 SEN, and he's saying, What about Tags' horse yesterday? Won at 16 to 1, and you didn't have a brass razoo on it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I was actually going to have something on it, and then time got away from me because I was working. I uh, wasn't sure to back it in the morning. But yeah, they weren't that confident. Uh, she was first up. Uh, she was, uh, yeah, she, 
she got the she got the job done. So hopefully we're in for a nice little campaign with her. She won a Ballarat, won Hang a Mayor's race at Ballarat. So. Hang on, you say time got away from you, you were working. Don't you work on SEN track? Couldn't you just back it in your... Live on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we had to do promos and all that too. And we were just going off air at the time. And, and we, promos. yeah, so it was, a, it was a tricky situation. So, yeah, that's why. It was right on time, so, knock off time. And we had to do the early markets for the next day, of course. So you've declared then Animo's uh, one of, if not your best, for the day. You got another one, Tags. Not that we're encouraging people to just load up and get on, but if people are doing their own form, have you got a little sort of steer that you can give them on tonight or tomorrow? I'll give you. I've, I've, I've found a few in Sydney, but I'll give you another one at the Valley. Probably no need to listen to the odds couple tomorrow when I'm on with Scoop from eight or nine, and JJ will be on as well. But earlier before the Cox Plate, uh, Peter Moody's got a runner in, in the Miles Phillies race called Do It La. I think he'll win. Right, no worries. So that's that one there. Moody's in the in the in the mare's race. What's her name again? In the Phillies race, Stuart Lane, race five, number two. Right, right, and and just a little plug. You've got a couple of good ones in Sydney that you got going. You've identified tomorrow. What time do people need to be tuning in tomorrow uh, to find out what your Sydney specials are? Well, we'll right throughout the day. We'll be out there at Mooney Valley. Uh, Cam Luke will be hosting. JJ will be out there with Scoob, but as well as myself, Cox Plate. And, uh, we'll, of course, we'll be uh, trying to get a few winners around Australia and uh, we'll be giving out the Sydney uh, the Sydney mail as well. I love it. I must Don't say, it. You're that, a superb man. that old adage of, find, you know, what do I do for a job? Find something you love <laughs> and turn that into your job. Tags, <laughs> you, JJ, and Scoob have taken that to next level, haven't you? Yeah, we get paid to punt, and it's isn't that a great job. <laughs> Davey, thanks for coming on, mate. We really appreciate it. Look after yourself. Have a great night tomorrow. A great night tonight and a great day tomorrow, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah. Enjoy Mildura. We are See and we tags. will. Dave Taggart, part of the magnificent SEN family. Absolutely destroying it on SEN He's track. a classic, isn't he? Somebody had said to you once upon a time, listen, we're going to start this radio station. There'll be a couple of blokes sitting around a studio. Yeah. We won't call the race and we won't take the race. We're not allowed to do any of that. But we're going to do the form in between races and then you're just going to listen to the blokes barrack for the horse they've tipped yeah. or backed. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> it shouldn't work. Oh, and it yet, just shouldn't work. Honestly, if you're in your car and it one does. Day, just have a listen to SEN track. Well, when you go to the races, it's hilarious. That I'm standing in the betting rings. Occasionally, you'll be walking through to go to the Dunny or something like that, and, you, and you'll see blokes just staring at a screen, and in unison, they'll be silent. Yeah, yes. And then in unison, you'll hear, SCO! <laughs> <laughs> they just it's, and you see a crowd of two hundred blokes all doing it in unison. Somebody's harnessed that, whether it's Hutch or whoever, has harnessed that and thought this actually is yep. quite tribal. <laughs> we we could turn this into a show. And you imagine selling that to somebody? Go, you're out of your cotton picking mind. I'm not going to start tell you this story because it's a name drop. All right, but but I was in. But you're going to give it a run? No, because it underlines. Well, just, drop the name. It's Bruce McAvaney. Well, that's all right. Well, no, no, because I was in a couple of horses with Macca, and we had one Louisville dancer. Now, that's a name drop. Who won her first I'm wealthy enough to own horses. I was in about 10% share of a thing that cost about 10 grand. Oh, boy! Oh, boy! So so Louisville dancer's having her first start, and and JJ's online. We'll get to him with the the updates for Sportsman in a moment. 
She's having her first start ever at Geelong. It was like a Tuesday. If there are 100 people on course, the, the syndicate, our syndicate was about 20% of the total attendance <laughs> on that particular day. Yeah. Anyway, with about 100 to go, Louisville down. She's coming home all right. She's going to run an honest third. She's going to run into the place. and going to be an honest little nice first up trial from our filly. Sprouted wings in the last 75 metres and won. Came down the outside and won. Now, Bruce McAvaney has done everything in sport. Yeah. He's seen the biggest of stages. I've never seen a man... So excited, he nearly he, he had tears. He may have, he, there were there were bodily discharges everywhere. <laughs> he was. Have, I've never seen a man jumping out of his own skin as much as Macca was that particular day. This is a bloke who has seen. So my point is, this caper does things to you that are irrational and make you act like you would never act in any other setting. So my one with that, I was interviewing Singo once. Oh, there you go. I'll pick my name up. You pick <laughs> yeah, yours up. Yeah, no, right it was up. on radio. Right and uh, he just won a monster race, yeah, you know, taking home a couple of big yeah. big ones. Yeah. And my, my question to him was, when you see your horse hit the line and it's your horse and your horse only, mm. is that the best thing in sport? And he said, no. It's a little bit like watching a porno. It's really good, but you're actually not in it. <laughs> you can't be saying that. No, well, he can. He, well, he's he can, because he doesn't care what happens to him no. as a result of it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Dermot. You oh, have uh, just done something which has alerted me to something that it comes along rarely, and we see it often. You actually have the worst signature in the world. Your name is A-N-D-R-E-W-M-A... H E R, and when you sign it, <laughs> when I look at it, it says none. <laughs> How do you get none oh, out of Andrew Marr? The ICC. In fact, we signed one thing then, but there, there's a big plaque, and it was from Mildura Cardiology. <laughs> And there's a picture of, like, the heart rate monitor of the bleeps. The bleep looks more legible than your signature. It is disgraceful. The ICC T20 World Cup update, thanks to KFC. Download the app for exclusive deals. We're very committed to Ireland, you and I. How are we going? No, no, well, uh, the West Indies... <laughs> How are we going, the, the West Indies have set Ireland a total... Porterhouse play? 147... No, I think you finished. Has he? I think so. Uh, they've set Ireland a to- they've set, set us a total of 147 in Tassie, which is sort of like our home ground. Yeah. Uh, winner makes it through to the Super 12s. Loser goes goes home. Hello, Ireland won for 73 in the seventh over. <laughs> you know, back in, in, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s Come in on. Ireland, the cricketers were called. They weren't even called the Irish cricket team. They were called the gentlemen of Ireland. <laughs> they, they, even... found, they found some. Yeah, yeah they, no, well, they had a very strong Dublin cricket league. They didn't get out there much. The weather was a little inclement. <laughs> True. Uh, so one for 73 in the seventh. Uh, so repeating, the winner makes it through to the Super 12s. The loser wow. goes home. Tonight's Zimbabwe. Could you fathom that? West 20 Indies. years ago, no. West Indies having to play in the round robin to make okay. the final 12. Right, here's a question for you and for anybody who wants to play the game. And I know the West Indies every now and again have a little blip where, yeah. they, where they achieve something. Yeah, they get a 20- couple of hit, big hitters yep. and yep. fast. They've got a good fast bowler on their hands now. Um, I forgot to show Doesn't matter. Doesn't yep, matter. Go on. Has there been a bigger fall from grace in from, the history from of From greatness. Sport? Yep, yep. Yeah. In, yeah, sorry, not from grace. From greatness in the, in the modern history of sport. 
Wow. Think about where. Think about well, <laughs> well, well. That could, was well. You could argue that, Rod, if you wanted to. Carlton. If you want it, has there been one where they were in the in the oh. in the eight through the eighties and then into the nineties yeah. to where they are now? I mean, it's it's actually it's a sporting. It's not a tragedy, but it's incredibly sad to see, given where they were and the the um, the greatness of the individuals. The legendary nature of those individuals. They and the just position. kept producing them. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. When Viv Richards finished, along came Richie Richardson, Richardson yeah. and he was a carbon copy of him. Yeah. Not quite as good, but seriously Br- good. Brian came. Yeah. Brian came along after that. Making 400s. Shelling peas. They had great players falling out of trees yeah. while they were shelling peas. But so now, Andy Roberts retires and Colin Croft comes in. Yep. Is it just that whole era, as soon as one. Got long in the tooth. Somebody else just as good replaced them. And now they are, but for an individual here or one over there who was still pretty spectacular, uh, almost exclusively these days in the T20 format, yeah. they are a cricket footnote, almost a cricketing irrelevance. And it's hard to believe that you would find yourself saying that about a West, a West Indian cricket, but to anybody who's over the age of 40. You can't quite wrap your yeah. head around the fact that they have fallen as far as they fall. So, Ireland, one for 78 off eight overs. Well, They've got 12 overs left, nine in the bank, and they nine wickets left in the in the shed, and they've got 69 runs to get off 72 balls. Well, they should canter in from here. Should. They should canter We're, in from here. We are talking about... No, we are. <laughs> yeah, about it's true. Ireland. Yeah, yeah true. And Hang on, somebody... Tucker's got five. Oh. Sterling's got 35. Yeah, uh, I think they'll win it from here. You, you didn't need to have some... You'd want to have some good money on the Irish from this particular point in time. Uh, the update, thanks to KFC. Download the KFC app for exclusive deals, secret menu, and a whole lot more. The CEO of the Mildura-based hospital uh, is going to join us and tell us just how significant the foundation work is in a day like this. Terry Watch in a moment. But after Tez... Uh, the lines are open, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Anything you want to talk to Derm about, uh, it's the first time we've had access to him since the grand final was running one. Uh, any footy stuff you want to talk to him about, let's have a little stock take in the final half hour of the show. Blokes written in here, Dermy going from riding motorbikes into nightclubs to afternoon radio with Andy Ma. That's a bigger fall from grace than the West Indies. So there you go. You're the subject I've, of that conversation. I was doing this 15 years ago <laughs> that, for, that's a very good for about five years in a row. No, you were hey. a foundation bloke. Weren't you the yeah. first? You were the first drive show on SEN. Yeah. You, Hello and Matt Hardy. And Matty Hardy. Magnificent yeah. show. Yeah. Used. So that's longer than that. Yeah. Well, that is too. years ago. Yeah. I, I, and sadly enough, I, I, I'll tell you how long ago it was. It was in our first week. Hooksy left us. The first day we were yeah, on air, yeah, when Gary, Billy, and Tim yeah. said hello, welcome to SEN. We got some bad news. Yeah, that was what left us. Yeah, yeah. so sad times, but oh, um, yeah, that, that's how long ago that was. Hey, um, Alzari Joseph is his name. That's the West the Indies, right. uh, a new quick and seriously bowls with a lot of heat. One fifty regularly. He's had two overs against the Irish. He's gone for twenty. See, they don't care about raw speed. <laughs> They eat it for breakfast. They love it. Terry Welch is the CEO of the Mildura-based public hospital. Uh, for him and everybody in, involved with the hospital and involved in realising the vision for the hospital, I've got a lot of good friends around them today. Terry, thanks for coming in for a chat. It's, I ma- imagine when you, when you see the vision of what you want your hospital to be and you look around the community here and you see so many people flying the flag for you, 
It must uh, warm the cockles of the heart. Oh, Andy and G'day Derm. And first of all, thanks for making the effort to, you know, come up to beautiful oh, Mildura. and great. Yeah. Day, mate. I don't want to leave. You know, it's tough, Pleasure. isn't it? Hey, it is hard to leave. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, we say this to everybody that, uh, you know, we're a hidden oasis to some degree because we're a long way away. But when you get here, it's, it's quite amazing. Andy, you're dead right. These are important days for any health service. Connect with your community. Make sure people trust and understand what we are and what we are about. And as you can see, there's hundreds of people here today. Spirit's amazing. So the, the, the organisation, the hospital, how big a population does it have to serve? Yeah, we cover about 80,000 people, Derm, but we're the only tri-state hospital in Australia. So we cover people from South Australia, New South Wales and Victoria, Victoria. down below Robinvale, down below to Sea Lake, you know, probably 100-odd Ks into New South Wales and then across to... You know, Barry, Renmark, that type of area. Does that make for any problems, given that there's the three state? I mean, in COVID, it would yep. have had a bit to do with it, uh, obtaining permission to get into hospital, I'd imagine, especially for the Victorians. Well, it's interesting because COVID actually, the river disappeared, the borders disappeared, and the systems worked better than ever. Um, it's when there's no COVID, if you like, and we're back to where Victoria, your New South uh, Wales, and this right. is South Australia, because yep. we're all on different systems, we all talk a different language to some degree. So health is health, yes, but... The way New South Wales Health runs its business compared with Victoria, compared with South Australia, is really convoluted. So it's, it's actually a big complication. So it works better as a precinct rather yeah. than by part of a state. Yeah, we, we would always say if the reality would be utopia would be a big bubble. You know, heaven mm. forbid that's a yeah. COVID word, but put a bubble around us and say, give us 100Ks into New South Wales. Give us across into South Australia and Victoria where we serve. Put us on the one system. So all of your patient records are on the one system, not on three. So what do you want for? If you're, you're, you're servicing 80, a community of 80,000 people, what do you want for? Yeah, so first of all, we're only two years old, Derm, in the sense that we were privately run and then we've become Mildura-based public hospital. So what we've wanted is to build a really values-based organisation, uh, 1,150 staff now who are amazing people, community connection like you've got like never before. And then for us, it's just about continuing to build our services within what we can do. And that's the always the challenge and our capability and what we can do, we want to grow. So for us, I mean, we want to continue to grow our business, do more services locally so people don't have to travel because, as you know, mm. every time you leave Mildura, if you're going to Bendigo, you're going to Adelaide, you're going to Melbourne, it's a huge disruption for patients and their well, families. Well, this is what I was going to say. Cancer doesn't know anything about state borders. It no. doesn't give us stuff about no. it. And I know you've got a really important ambition to be the hub for, pe for families who need mm. treatment. And not only to that answer, am I right in saying you want to become a clinical centre and somebody who can help? Yep. Be on the on the cutting edge of, of oh. treat, treating cancer. Couldn't agree more. We we see some terrible stories whereby people have to travel, and some people opt not to, and you know what that mm. means. So you know through the foundation we've been able to raise funds already to build our clinical trial unit, mm. which will mean we're starting to do those cancer medication trials up here in time, and people will access drugs and medications like never before. You've either had to go to Melbourne to access them or you haven't had them before, and we all know of the famous stories whereby drugs on research and trial have had incredible outcomes. Yeah. Jared Ruffhead, yep. an incredible example. You know, Ron Walker, for a long time, an incredible example. Now, he's passed away, but we know what that did. Yep. We don't have the access to that up here. So our goal is to build the clinical trial unit. It's in, in fact, it's being built as we speak. We'll then build that program. And it won't be next year, but in the coming years, we'll be starting to do that therapeutic um, trials and, and access to what is the latest and greatest, if you like, in oncology medication here in Mildura. Uh, Terry, why is the foundation so important? Well, it gives us the arm to connect in many ways that, you know, 
people are hesitant to donate to hospitals because they think it goes into the, the black hole. You know, it's going to pay yep. my salary, it's yep. going to buy another car. I fully agree with that. So the foundation protects the funds. So if you give us $50 and it's for the foundation, it's protected. Yep. So if you say it's for our Lucas Foundation Fund or the KC Society or whatever, it's locked away. Yep. And we are bound by that. So it's a true protection, if you like. So the foundation says to everyone when they raise money, it's safe. It's not going anywhere. We're not going to run a deficit it's not and going to be misused. It. It's not going to be no. misused no. because... If you don't have that trust, I mean, I wouldn't do it if I couldn't have that level of trust with the community. Yeah. So yeah. we saw that, I mean, a, couple, a few years ago with the, the huge bushfires. Bush People were donating money, well, say the organisations, yep. and they just assumed 100% of their dollar was going to the poor buggers who'd been burnt out. Yeah. And that, But 90 cents was staying in the account. And maybe 10 cents is getting delivered out to people who might need it. Yeah, I think, and, and the issue you have done very quickly, and rightly so, is people lost. Yeah. As soon as they lose trust, mm. there's no golf day like today. Mm. And this isn't about golf. Okay, we're all rubbish golfers, <laughs> I can assure you, on the worst. But this is about that community connection, and it's about continuing to build the brand and build what we want to become. You know, ultimately, we want to build a foundation house where people come and have accommodation awesome. on site. It's awesome. You know, yeah. That's, an, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. You can only do it through having a good program that people can trust and know uh, we're using it the right way. And it was touched on before that we, it was spoken about that to go to one of the major cities actually emotionally takes you out of where you're comfortable with your, your family being close uh, around. Yep. Uh, so if you can stay here and the, the, the units that are built here, yeah, it's got to be better for everyone in the community. Yeah, and people underestimate them. We're the fastest growing Aboriginal population. They don't want to leave country. You know, there's a, a, a population down at Robinvale whereby we have people who are in refugee-type status. So for them to trust their health service alone locally, then trying to get them to move to Melbourne or Bendigo and connect with those health services is near impossible. So, yeah. you know, our isolation is a challenge, but we also say now it's an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we can do things uh, up absolutely. here. Absolutely. You know. Um, mm. So events. So this is a recognition of mm. support day mm. as much as anything. Um, but you will have events where you want people to come along, sample Mildura, spend a weekend up here, spend some time. But I know you've got a Jess Mowboy yep. concert coming up that's going to be pretty important. Yeah, so Dem December 3rd, and uh, that's going to be an amazing event with Busby Maru, Jess Mowboy as the lead, and she's been amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and her connection, again, back through what she... If you look at what Jess does, it's much more than just music. Yeah. You know, she's in uh, uh, literacy and in schools and teaching kids how to read, and her programs are really powerful. So, yeah, we'll have the Back to Base uh, concert. That will be absolutely enormous. And uh, we had Hodgie up here for our... Uh, back to baseball, which was just such a smash hit. And yeah. uh, Lucas, Luke, yep. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I banged the microphone, but he absolutely, uh, you know, was a great guest, and he told an amazing story of relevance for the clinical trial unit because he could give the story about Ruffy, you yeah, know, yeah. and and that personal touch to that. So, you know, the story is really important for us, and uh, next year we'll continue to build on what we're what we're doing and we just want to do it the right way we're always really cautious about what we do so the golf day is a massive success back to base will be you know the the ball was incredible you know if you watch any footage of that and everyone it would book out in five minutes if we ran it again just, just on that it, for i mean men my age i nothing to that extent but i went and had some skin cancers burnt off and i found a, a nasty melanoma on my leg. I had yep. that cut out. And so they, that was what they call a 1B. Yep. So it's uh, next level down from where Ruffy was at. But that's a nasty one. And I only did it two years. Didn't get my skin checked. You know, your skin check, BCCs. Mm. 
And uh, I was just getting some burnt off two weeks ago. And they said, just give a look at this, this one on my chest. So I've had it. They found another nasty one on my chest. So yeah. people my age, mid-50s, yep. and we keep saying, oh, yeah, get yourself checked out. And it's almost like, yeah, that just floats over the top. of Yeah, I'll get checked out when I'm 65 or whatever. Um, yeah, a nasty one cut out yeah. just last Thursday. So, uh, mm. And that's just early detection. So as a community... We've just got to get better at, at detecting these things. And for people our age, my age, we've mm. got to get out there more and, and make sure we get examined. Yeah, I mean, we're hopeless, Derm. I mean, I'm a 49-year-old male, you know, and I'm in... We were hopeless. You know, we won't go and get something checked until something's wrong, you know. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a fair-head person Same, in Mildura, yeah. so I've got all the skin risks under the sun, and I get that check done. But a lot of people don't, and they just take assumptions all the time. So, mm. you know, I'm not one to preach to anyone because, you know, we've all got our... Or our, all our malices in terms of what we eat and drink sometimes, but the, there are some really important checks that people should have, and there's been some amazing stories. But if you truly look at Ruffy's story as one, mm. you know, in amongst many others, like what you're saying there, the early check, the early find, early intervention, on you go. You know, that's the reality. But yeah. making facilities available to people like Correct. yours too that they can get to easily, easily and comfortably is really important. Absolutely. So. No, no, no. Fully agree, and, and uh, we're just so grateful to the Kumiala Golf Club and to SEN. Hutchie's been amazing to us. Uh, we've got a great relationship with, you know, I'm not name-dropping. We have a great relationship yep. with uh, Craig and with Mark Elvey up here, the local team Oh, you're in SEN. good company for name-dropping. Andy Mark, or yeah. well, he's, he's a specialist. Can he drop them? Terry, we do our very, very best. Uh, <laughs> mate, keep up good work. Thanks Thank for you. coming on, and thanks for having us as part of the day. It's been uh, great to be up here. Thanks again. Good for your yeah. Appreciate it. Terry Watch, the CEO of the Mildura Base Public Hospital. It's oh. a great day. Hey, Dave, Lindsay, Mernda, don't go anywhere. I'm going to get to your calls That's on the other John side of the road. Bandura. His name's not Mernda. No, I said, oh, the bloke in Mernda's just dropped off. So it's oh, Lindsay okay. in Somerville. And, no, Dave in Mernda's still there. Yeah. No, he's not. He's gone. He was there and now he's gone. <laughs> Lindsay in, and now John's Johnny gone. Bandura's gone. They're Stop talking. Otherwise, they're going. Lindsay, don't go anywhere. We're coming to you after the break. No, no, term. See, you'll love it. There's a, we're going to do a buddy bet. Buddy bet. Download the buddy bet app now. Gamble responsibly call one. often. Oh, bloody. Blew my eardrums out. It did, didn't it? 1-800-858-858. I'm just going to make this up. Tonight in the Manicato, you have got a Bella Nipitina. I'm so I'm giving I've got you a what? You've got the good one. I'm giving you Bella. Oh, is that Nip- a horse's name? I'm giving you Bella Nipitina, and I'm taking Cool and Gatter. <laughs> I thought that and was the kind win- of nipple cripple or something. No, 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 no. And the the winner of uh, whoever Look. beats the other one home in that race. Uh, wins our buddy bet. So it's like, I'll, I'll put you in a full half, well, a half Nelson, no, no, or I'll, I'll give you a Bella Nipple Tina. What does everything revolve around pure <laughs> unadulterated violence with you? Um, <laughs> why am I asking that question? Buddy bet, well, download the buddy bet tell now. you something, brother. Brother. I'm <laughs> betting against your buddies, gamble responsibly. Give them a call, 1-800-858-858. Macho Man Randy Savage. The official presentations here at the Kumiel wow. Golf Club are underway. So They're on. Uh, we might... Uh, you asked Lindsay from Somerville to hang around. I and have. Just... And I'm delighted to say that Lindsay has, has hung around. Get so, him on. Lindsay, if we've got a prize, can I will put the prize up because Lindsay's stuck around. The other two dropped out. So, Lindsay... I'll, from Mernda. We'll come up with a prize for you. But welcome to the show, mate. What do you got? Oh, thanks, mate. Look, um, before I you know talk about what I rang up about, congrats on what you're doing. I'm a cancer survivor myself, but... I had all the facilities at my doorstep, made life easy. Um, and so what you're doing to help with um, Mildura is fantastic. But I'm just awesome. bringing a bit off topic, mate. 
I've never been to a horse hey, race. Hey, just before you keep life. going, Lindsay. I've never no, hang on, before bed. you. No, um, Lindsay. I think I've been a couple of sweeps. Yep. <laughs> before you keep going, how are you going? How are you going now? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, phone ones. Yeah, oh, hey, Lindsay. We, before you oh. go on to your, your, what you were calling These about, phone ones. You, you, you said you've had a, a, a cancer scare. Andy was just asking, "How are you now? You're a summer boy. So was it down the peninsula? Did you go to Frankston or did you go to McClellan? Yeah, no. I, I worked. Um, I work in Cheltenham, and I had 35 yeah. hits of radiation at at uh, Moorabbin. And um, yep. by coincidence, on Wednesday last, I got my five year clearance, and they sent me on my way. So I'm. Um, Awesome. No longer need to have checkups. I'm on my way, but um, uh, working just around the corner, it helped, and um, yeah, fantastic. And, fantastic. Uh, well yeah, done. So look, good on you. But what I rang up about, mate, I said I'm just a massive um, fan of tags. Um, I've seen the show that where you see what the poor guy went through, but he's incredible yeah. entertainment. I listen to his show every Saturday. Never had a bet. Never been to a horse race. Got no interest. And when he dirties up, mate, I just cry laughing. And um, <laughs> he's a wonderful human being that's made a great, that's made a great comeback. And um, just just ringing up to give him a pat in the back. He's a he's a wonderful human. Hey, Linz, um, no, not Linz. to well cross promote, but did you ever have the opportunity to have a listen to the the show? I, I am very fortunate to be involved in call the conversations that could. We interviewed Tags. Amazing. If you haven't heard Amazing. it, you can get it on podcast. His story that he explains is unbelievable. Just no, simply no unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have to him. I listened to that show, um, and it was great. And I also watched, uh, there was a documentary that I was able to Google where um, he was interviewed. And, yeah, your show's great, mate. Well done. I listen to it all the time. And, um, and yeah, no, Tags is funny and... Uh, as I say, like for me to be listening to a racing program is just ridiculous. But I just love his spirit, and the other guys are great. JJ's great, and Fitz Magic, and um, who would have thought, huh? <laughs> and you're exactly. a Sammy boy, are you? Yep. I am now Derm. I sort of spent a lot of time in Patterson Lakes, um, but yeah. I'm lucky to have 20 acres down here at Somerville, and um, wow, my wife and I live a pretty good life down here. That's on, awesome. What a great part of the world. Hey, Lindsay, there's a CBK slab brewing pack coming your way, mate. So uh, thanks for passing on your kind regards to Tags. It'll find its way back to the wee man at some stage, mate. And um, good on you. That's great news about uh, what you're going through and um, and the and the recovery that you're enjoying. And hopefully people here in Mildura, by dint of the good work that everybody at the foundation's doing and assisting build the facility here, the public base hospital in Mildura, People will have similar stories once they yeah. come here for a bit of treatment through the decades to follow Derm. So that's the hope of everybody here. No doubt. So it's a massive hospital that's servicing a massive uh, population in the community. Good to be here with you today. Thanks Cheers, for your mate. contribution. We uh, will get a chance to talk about AFL pathways at some stage. Oh, yes. It's no, a bugbear. It's no. a labour of love of mine. It can oh, be better. Oh, yeah.